Good morning, everybody. We'll get started with our presentations and proclamations if you want to take a seat. Councilwoman Van Franken is going to handle hers first. everyone so this is the portion where we get to um, highlight some really special people special businesses um, in our community and so um, I'd ask if dr. Kaplan and his staff would come on up we have a special proclamation this morning um, to give out to the Kaplan eye clinic and all the folks who have continued to make that such an amazing business um, in our in our parish Good morning. Good morning. So I'm going to read the uh, proclamation. And here, I'll face you all in the audience. Whereas after his studies at Southern College of Optometry, Dr. Harry B. Kaplan received his license in February of 1938, then began practicing in New Orleans while pursuing a medical education at Tulane University and re received his MD in 1944. Whereas for over 50 years... Dr. Kaplan's wife, Janice, assumed every staff position as needed and was the primary bookkeeper, contributing greatly to the growth and success of the Kaplan Eye Clinic, while Dr. Harry Kaplan practiced for more than 65 years until his retirement at the age of 87. It does deserve some great out, uh, applause there. Uh, whereas, <laughs> whoever the little one was uh, <laughs> enthusiastic. Whereas Dr. Dan Kaplan, who is with me this morning, joined the practice in 1979, expanding the clinic to locations in Mandeville and Gretna, gaining national recognition as the oldest eye care practice in the state of Louisiana, and accomplishing many firsts, such as the first to offer an office-based cataract surgery suite at its Metairie location, which I've seen and is so impressive, and the first um, private eye care practice in the state of Louisiana to join the Epic Electronic Health Records System, primarily used at all the Oshner and LCMC facilities. Whereas Kaplan Eye Clinic strives to provide comprehensive eye care with Dr. Brendan Sumich, cataract surgeon and cornea specialist, as a young partner in the Kaplan Eye Clinic, and Dr. George Ellis, renowned pediatric ophthalmologist and eye muscle disorder specialist, and Dr. Brett Budin, a retina eye specialist, Dr. Stephen Welker, a specialist in contact lenses and primary eye care, and Dr. Zi Zhang, and Dr. Lauren Lim, glaucoma eye specialists, are all among the clinic staff giving Kaplan Eye Clinic patients access to every ophthalmology specialty. That really is uh, impressive. Whereas seven highly skilled optometrists, or ophthalmologists rather, and optometrists, and a well-trained, dedicated administrative staff, including CAO 
Colin Driscoll, COO Jonathan Roth, Metairie Clinic Director Twi Nguyen, and Mandeville Clinic Director Desiree Middlestadt, the Kaplan Eye Clinic provides quality eye care with the latest technology in a caring atmosphere, whereas a look to the future brings Dr. Chad Kaplan, who is the Chief Resident of Ophthalmology at Tulane Medical Center, and who will begin a third generation of eye physicians in July of this coming year, 2024, continuing the Kaplan Eye Clinic tradition. Now, therefore, the Jefferson Parish Council, the governing authority of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, hereby recognizes and commends Kaplan Eye Clinic on the occasion of the 85th anniversary of the founding of the Eye Clinic in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. And it is signed by uh, our parish president and the full council of Jefferson, Jefferson Parish. Congratulations. I don't recall another 85th anniversary uh, in quite some time. It is saying something to get to that um, point in, in the business career and to have your son coming on soon as a third generation. Congrats. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. Can I say, say something to them? Thank you all very much. We're very proud to be based in Jefferson Parish, and uh, we've been doing this for 85 years. For me, it's only 45, uh, and we hope to be in Jefferson Parish for another 85 years, and we thank you very much for this uh, proclamation. I'm going to ask the full council uh, to come, or, or the council members who are here to come on down, as well as uh, Henry Shane, if you'd like to come up and join us. I know Henry is a... a one of the patients who, um, again, Dr. Kaplan, a, a beautiful thing, too, is he looks for all the cutting-edge technologies the world over and has been the first in the U.S. to bring some of those technologies um, to Metairie, Louisiana. So we're very, very appreciative. Yes, I guess the only thing I'd, I would add, the treatment I'm getting from Dr. Kaplan, there are 13,000 people using it in Europe. One in the United States of America, I'm the only guy using the treatment. I had, uh, I, by now, I guess I would, I'd be legally blind if it wasn't for these treatments, and they're right here in Metairie, Louisiana.
The parish president is up next. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'm going to ask Ruth Lawson, who's the president of our local Chamber of Commerce. Councilman Templin, are you going to come up here as well? We have always said in Jefferson Parish that one of our strengths in this parish is our relationship with our business community, and I think all of our council members across the board will agree that parish is only better for that relationship, and we want to thank everybody who's so very involved. Um, but we're here especially for the chamber who was honored this year at the state's as being one of the, the state's leading Chamber of Commerce of 2023 in the large chamber category. And this is selected by the Louisiana Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives. This is a really big honor. I'm going to read the proclamation, but um, they brought a big one home for us on this, on this award. So, whereas the Jefferson Chamber was honored as the state's leading Chamber of Commerce of 2023 in the large chamber category, selected by the Louisiana Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives, at the LACC Annual Awards Show in Lake Charles on September 18th. And whereas to be considered for the Chamber of the Year honor, a chamber must submit examples of growth and progress in three, vital, in three areas vital to an organi organization's success, community development, organizational development, and professional development. And whereas the Jefferson Chamber was recognized for its effective networking and communication initiatives, providing education and business development opportunities for members, contributing to the parish's advocacy and government relations and its efforts with community engagement and social impact. And whereas a panel of independent judges who are also chamber executives from across the country reviewed the Louisiana chambers and determined which chambers were considered the best in three categories, small, medium, and large chambers. And where it is the, it is the goal of the LACCE Chamber of the Year Award Program to recognize those chambers that have distinguished themselves and their community through excellence in chamber management. And whereas the Chamber has been the leading voice in Jefferson Parish's business community for over 25 years, and whereas as a nonprofit, membership-driven organization, the Chamber is an effective advocate for small and large businesses at the local, state, and federal level. And whereas this Chamber's mission is to work for the advancement of the business community, to enhance, to enhance the economic, civic, and cultural environment, and to improve the quality of life in Jefferson Parish. Our chamber, Jefferson, Jefferson Chamber, is a five-star accredited by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and has earned the Chamber of the Year Award by the Louisiana Association of the Chamber of Commerce Executives in the large chamber category in 2013, 2015, 2019, and BAM, 2023. Now, therefore, the Jefferson Parish Council of Jefferson Parish hereby recognizes, commends, and congratulates the Chamber of Commerce on being awarded the 2023 Chamber of the Year Award in the large chamber category. That's a big deal, Ruth. Very big deal. I want to I, I just say, if you ever look at the chamber schedule and the events they have, it just seems as though they have grown so much with all of their programming. And many of our council members and, and I will go to um, what I really love about the outreach you do is for any of your members' new businesses in the parish we're there, we're thanking them. They could invest anywhere, but you and your members, not just your staff, your membership is showing up 
at that ribbon cutting, and it's got to make people feel good, and it's got to make, on day one, they like, we made the right choice in Jefferson Parish, and you all are really leading in the effort to make them feel at home and, and very grateful that they're here. So I'm going to turn it over to Councilman uh, Template. And I'd just like to comment, congratulations once again to the Chamber. You know, one of the biggest things about Jefferson Parish and our strength has been the unity that we've been able to bring forward here, uh, and it's recognized across the state. It's obvious by with the proclamation and, and the award y'all ever received from the state. Uh, we work very hard to make sure Jefferson Parish is moving in the right direction, and working with our business community is what made our success story so big. And the chamber has been one of those big factors of making where we work together to make Jefferson Parish for all of us just a better place to do business, live, work, and play. And we really just wanted to make sure and say thank you and congratulations to the Jefferson Parish Chamber and all the hard work that y'all do for us. And thank you. First, I want to say thank you to Parish President Lee Shang and Councilman Templet and the entire Jefferson Parish Council. Y'all have been incredible partners with us um, over the last over 25 years and in the last couple of years of my tenure we've just done wonderful things for Jefferson Parish and we work every single day um, to make Jefferson Parish the best place to live work and play um, especially focused on our business community I'd like to first thank um, my team of people uh, we're a small but mighty team and this team um, we're new, this was the first year um, of a brand new team, and so to get this recognition and this award was, was incredible, and I have Melissa Chesterman, Vicki Gaddy, Caroline Starlight, Carlos Garcia, and Amanda Herner here with me today. And then also um, my, my chair, Al Galindo, and um, as well as Ryan Rodriguez, who is my chair-elect. So just thank you, a huge thank you to the parish um, for being great partners. And uh, we look forward to bringing him this award again in the next few years. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Council members, can you come take a picture with Ruth and her staff? Okay. Yeah, great work, great work. You really do have a newer staff. Yeah. Oh, Amanda. Yeah, really. <laughs> We have one more proclamation. I'll ask Mario Bazile to come up, our recreation director. Mario, I think I hear some bulldogs in the house. Huh? We got some bulldogs in the house. So, 
special athletes to honor our, now this is last year's we, we wanted to wait on purpose this is the 2022 10U Bulldog football team this team thrived on offensive production and defensive capability to go 4-0 in the tournament and win the 2022 10U Thanksgiving Bowl National Championship so on Thanksgiving morning, the team took on the Mountain View Tigers Elite and defeated them by their smallest margin of six points, 12 to six. From there, it was dominance. They started the next day with a 27-0 defeat of the East Paulding Raiders and would close out the day with a 26-0 win over the Cincinnati Dogs. The next afternoon, the Bulldogs closed out their tournament by defeating the Powerhouse Pride, winning their age group and finishing the tournament a perfect 4-0. The team scored 91 points, gave up only 18, which was the most and least of the tournament. Getting it done for the dogs was a combination of players from both sides of the river. I love that. I love that. The team racked up several sacks that led the, to the team having the number one defense in the tournament. So in addition to this morning's recognition, all coaches and players will receive their 2022 championship ring designed by our Jefferson Parish Recreation Department. So that's why we wanted to wait. Mario, you want to come up? Thank you. Thank you, Parish President. This is an exciting moment for these kids, and let me just uh, put this in perspective. Um, this year, in our 2023 football season, we had over 1,200 youth playing tackle football, which is the highest number we've had in 10 years, playing tackle football. Um, our program was revamped a few years ago by our JPRD staff. Um, this team represents both um, at that age, 10-year-olds, the best 10-year-old football players on both the East and West Bank. That's the first time we combined both teams, the first time in 2022. So these kids now are both uh, East and West. Our coaching staff <clears throat> is East and West, which is fantastic. Um, so this is the best of the best in Jefferson Parish. They traveled to Gatlinburg. Um, we took four teams. We took the nines, uh, tens, elevens, and twelves. They all had their coaching staff, both made up of East and West. Um, and then this team actually went undefeated in Gatlinburg for the national championship, which is a tremendous feat for a first-year team to go and compete and do as well as they did. So it's fantastic. Um, and now I know they're very excited to get their rings. Um, they're very, they're fantastic, actually. Um, I'd like to bring up. Uh, Mr. Tim Collins, he's our athletic, uh, he's our administrator for athletics for JPRD. <clears throat> um, I'd like to bring up the head coach, uh, Mr. Danny Wimperine, to present the rings. And another, as, as I always like to do, I'd like to thank the parents. Uh, you know, you guys do so much for your kids. You know, kids, you should thank your parents when you get home. Uh, because it takes a lot of time and commitment this football season to get these kids ready in three weeks, three or four weeks, to get to Gatlinburg and compete against some teams that that's all they do. This is special. So I just want to thank you, Coach, and I want to thank the parents. I know it's a commitment, so thanks again. Coach, if you'd like to say a few words, and here's the roster. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for allowing us to be here today. First of all, I want to say thank you to the parish president and, of course, uh, Director um, Bazile and uh, Tim Collins. If you guys don't know, when I played JPRD, I also played JPRD when I was 10 and 11 years old. So to kind of carry this on for, for my sons and for these young men, it was really important to me. 
Um, a team like this only comes together only, few, only every few years, and they were a special team. So I want to say thank you to them and their commitment. Uh, you know, sometimes I had to pull the reins back and let Tim know we didn't have to practice seven days a week. Six days was fine. And uh, with that, we still got the job done. So, again, I want to also uh, say thank you to all the parents. Uh, a lot of commitment to have to run around, uh, you know, getting some money out of your pocket for the trip and doing these things. So I want to say it was very, very important. It's also I want to say thank you to the parish as a whole and the council members and everybody for allowing the development of parish sports and the recreation department. And for this thing to continue, uh, we have to continue to give our, our support and our money and our finances to be able to make this better for the future. So I want to say thank you to them as well. Thank you to my wife, Ashley Frohmeyer Wimprine, for allowing me to do this. And also staying home and watching our two daughters and our two boys are competing uh, in this each and every day. Uh, and it was a very special time. So it's, guys, I don't forget my years when I was here for JPRD, and I certainly know that you won't forget your years as well. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce the 2022 10U National Champions. So, guys, as I introduce you, come shake Coach Tim Collins' hand and stand to the side for us before we take our picture. Um, Kylie Holmes. Edward Williams is not here today, but we're going to, a couple guys we're going to mention that weren't able to make it, we're going to keep their rings and hand them out to them later. Edward Williams. Um, Madden Wimprine. Nyree Carter. Jabari Brewer is unable to be here today. Cameron Chaney is unable to be here today as well. Um, TJ Tillman. Brennan Steltz. Corey Malvo. William Sigmund, Kylan Lee, <laughs> Brennan Reed is unable to be here today, Drake Bourne, Robbie Howard, Bajat Farhat, Chase LeBlanc, Joshua Clybert, Christopher Irwin, Caden K.G. Woods. And last but not least, my man Cameron Harris. I would also like for my son Madden Wimprine to present Miss Cynthia Lee Shang, Parish President, a ring in her honor.
All right. Council members, want to come down for a picture with our bulldogs? Come on, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Cameron. Come over here. Come on, man. 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 Come I'm good. I'm good. Oh. Oh, no. Wait, they want to put their ring on. Just give, give them a minute. Let them. Let them put the ring on. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta show them the bling. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. <laughs> They want to see your face, boys. Absolutely, absolutely. Just checking. What are you, Santa Claus? I'm just, I'm just grabbing this one behind you. I just want to tell you congratulations. Hey, can I get one of these for Brennan? I'm going to bring it home. We still have one more proclamation, so as soon as Chambers clears, we'll get to that one. All right, anybody who's left and is staying, please take a seat so we can knock out our final proclamation.
Is Judge Amanda Caligaro and Wendy McGee here? And anybody else who would like to come up from the judge ranks or anywhere else? Morning. How are you? How are y'all? No. Wouldn't forget. Well, today, uh, forevermore, will be known as National Adoption Day in Jefferson Parish, and we'll get to that in a moment. First, um, I'd like to recognize CASA and the great work that it does and the people who are involved in CASA, and that's why we have this proclamation today, because of the tremendous work that you all do as judges and as advocates and the unnoticed work that I think you all do a lot of times as well. If we could have quiet in the back, please. Here's the proclamation um, for National Adoption Day. Whereas Jefferson Parish recognizes the importance of giving children permanent, safe, and loving families through adoption, and whereas more than 113,000 children in the U.S. foster care system are waiting to be adopted, and whereas Jefferson Parish Juvenile Court performed 93 adoptions in 2022 and 45 adoptions so far in 2023, and whereas to help find forever families for every available child in Jefferson Parish, the Jefferson Parish Juvenile Court will open its doors on Monday, November 13, 2023, to finalize the adoptions of local children and join other organizations to recognize the important roles of adoptive parents and foster parents. And whereas this effort, along with similar celebrations in all 50 states, will raise awareness of the needs all children share to live in a stable, loving family and encourage other dedicated individuals to commit to support adoption and foster care efforts in our community. Now, therefore, the Jefferson Parish Council of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, hereby proclaims that the day and month of November 13, 2023, shall be known as National Adoption Day in Jefferson Parish. Congratulations, and thank you for all the work that you all do. Thank you. I just wish to thank the council president, uh, the council, for having us here today. I appreciate the opportunity just to bring awareness. It's really not about us so much as the many children who need the services that this parish has performed and, and can continue to support. Uh, there are so many children that are in environments that do not foster the love and the care and the attention that they need. And we will continue to work. Right now, last count, we've had 55 children that do not have a CASA advocate, which is an incredibly important part of the support that they need while they're in foster care. Um, also, with adoptions, of course, there are many days that they spend in foster care prior to being adopted. And so we try each and every day to make sure that they have everything that they need, whether it be medical care, mental health services, or the support that many of our departments in our parish can provide. So I just thank you all for the support that you have given in the past to ask you all to, you know, continue to support the efforts of foster care and CASA and advocacy for children in our parish. And um, I thank you all. And 
Uh, we are having this program on Monday, so if anyone is available, I know that we have uh, tried to reach out and let you all know at 10 a.m. on Monday the 13th. We are going to have our first uh, celebration in Jefferson Parish of National Adoption and Foster Care Day, and we welcome you to be a part of that. So thank you very much. Yeah, to be clear, I said earlier today, but it's November 13th. I misspoke. November 13th is the day. And if she didn't say it clearly enough, they need advocates, Casa needs advocates. So if anybody is interested, they're here to speak now. Um, and let's give a phone number while we're at it. So if anybody's listening, they can contact you all if they, they need. I think that probably the best thing would be to log on to Casa Jefferson and it'll give you all the links. And according to some of the people, if you fill out a form today, they just might call you by the end of business hours or by tomorrow. So thanks so much. And you'll be working by the next day, right? <laughs> if y'all want to come up and take a picture. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Jefferson Parish Council meeting for Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. We're in the Joseph S. Yenny Building, 1221 Elmwood Park Boulevard, Jefferson, Louisiana. Thanks for being here this morning. This meeting is now called to order. Councilman Bonanno, please introduce your guest who will lead today's invocation. It's my honor to have with us today Pastor Chris Monajon from the Victor Assembly Church on Airline Highway. Um, this was a very easy selection for me. The Monajon family has been very close friends of my family for a far, long, far, far long time. His father's retired JPSO sheriff's detective, so I'm glad to have you here. Pastor, thanks for being with us. Thanks for the honor to pray and open up. I'm going to read a scripture as we begin to open with prayer. It says in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 7, I, therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all who are in authority. And that's what we're doing today. And for this reason, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of, our, of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all 
So, Lord, we ask you for your wisdom today. We pray for this governing body. We pray for your wisdom, Lord, as they establish the rule of law in this place, as they affect change and impact people's lives in this region. Lord, we have interesting times in which we live, and we can't do it on our own. So we call upon your help and your name. Lord, I thank you for your wisdom to be upon each person, every leader, everyone in authority. I pray your protection over our parish president and all the council. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. Lead them as they govern and lead them well. Watch over their families and keep them all the days of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you all. Madam Clerk, can you lead us in the pledge, please? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, and indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Please call the roll, Madam Clerk. Chairman Walker. Present. Councilman Template. Present. Councilman Edwards. Present. Councilman Banano. Here. Councilman Lee. Here. Councilman Impostato. Present. Councilwoman Van Rankin. Present. Parish President Ms. Lee Shane. Here. And I've completed the roll. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Madam President, uh, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, members of the council, I'm pleased to present to you on the agenda today is the 2024 proposed operating and capital budgets, which contain total expenditures of $966 million for your consideration. As been the parish's policy, revenues are budgeted very conservatively, while expenditures are forecasted to remain at recent levels based upon the most recent information that we have. The 2024 budget sales tax projection is based on a 4.9% decrease compared to the 2022 actual sales tax collections, but 2.3% um, above the budget, the 2023 budget. That historically conservative budgetary treatment was implemented considering uncertainties in the economy and economic growth patterns, which render future revenue streams very difficult to project. The $232.7 million operating budget property tax revenue proje projection represents an increase of approximately $11.8 million over the 2023 budget due to increased property value. Dedicated revenues include property tax at 37%, service charges at 33%, sales tax at 19%, and all of those account for roughly 89% of those operating revenues. So as a result of our effective and efficient budget management process, we have very conservative fiscal policies that we've held in Jefferson Parish for a very long time. Uh, we review carefully the request to fill vacant positions. We have a, a moderate increase in our health insurance costs and an earnest and ongoing budget review process to minimize expenditures. Um, we've also budgeted a 5% merit-based annual pay increase for our employees which provides appropriate compensation to them um, so we can continue to provide our citizens with the level and quality of services they deserve and enjoy. And then I'll go to the capital budget. That's $135.3 million of capital improvements slated throughout the parish. The major expenditures, obviously, for capital is, um, occurs in the public works area, amounting to an approximately 90%, a little over 90% of the entire capital budget with nearly 30% going towards drainage, another 30% towards streets, 22% to sewage, and a little over 9% to water improvements. So we maintain our focus on public work improvements, recognizing that these investments in our public work system uh, modernize our system, 
give us a strong impact on quality of life, future economic growth, and being able to attract businesses to our community. That focus and commitment will continue in the future with the many, many projects that we have with our water and sewer, modernizing our water and sewer system. So in closing um, for this budget piece, this, these 2024 proposed budgets strictly follow conservative fiscal policies and ensures that our parish will maintain its, its current excellent bond rating as well as be well positioned for the future. So uh, we stand ready to Palmitaire, our um, director of finance, a shout out also to Victor LaRocca, who's our budget director, um, for their work, and they stand ready to answer any questions that you may have. Want to move to saltwater intrusion. Luckily, we did not have to um, implement the system so far, but we did test the system since we had the, the materials and the equipment in place, um, and that test went really well. Can't express how important that goal was to test it. Uh, I'm very proud of the team to get creative and work fast to develop an appropriate multi plan of action for all of the our three water intakes mark drew is here who led that effort I will remind everyone um, that solution uh, is a local solution that we proposed um, and they did not have a lot of time to work on it um, the testing went very well um, but we did learn some things so it would have worked for us but we can like with any testing we'll be able to improve it in in future years if we implement this same kind of system especially the, um, the hoses going up and down over the crossings, we realized we lost a little volume on there, so we know those crossings better. Mark explains that sometimes we'll be able to go through and not go up and over and, and get that volume back. So we know areas where we have lower volume, areas where we can grab some more volume. So that testing was very, very critical in making sure that if we ever needed to um, do, use the system again, we're that much further on it. Um, Community Development has announced the opening of the fiscal 2024 action plan application period for community development block grants, that's the CDBG grants, as well as the Home Investment Partnership Program and the Home ARP and Emergency Solutions Grant Program to fund nonprofit organizations and affordable housing developers, and that's about $7 million. So annually, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development funds eligible activities for CDBG home and HESG programs. They include public services, housing, economic development, and public infrastructure. For the home ARP, the funds must serve qualifying populations of individuals and families experiencing homelessness, those at risk of homelessness, domestic violence, and human trafficking victims. So a public meeting will be held tomorrow from 4 to 5 in room 405 of the Joseph Yenny Building, and the deadline to submit applications for nonprofit organizations and affordable housing developers is Friday. January 12th of 2024. You can call 504-736-6262 for more information. Construction, moving on to the library. Construction has begun on improvements to the Wagner Library, including the addition of meeting rooms and additional study rooms. Um, patrons have been advised of minimal disruptions from noise and reduced parking. The library will maintain normal hours until the project reaches a more advanced stage. Um, the library continues to provide a variety of programming and events. We're going to have the Marine Forces Reserve Band is going to perform this Saturday um, at 11 p.m. at the East Bank Regional Library in honor of all of our veterans, as well as a short lecture about the history of Veterans Day. The West Bank Regional Library has launched an adult phonics literacy program. Enrollment is open to adults who are in, who are in need of basic reading skills um, to become a a confident reader and promote lifetime learning. This program requires attendance of six classes on select Thursdays through December 28th. The All Women's New Orleans Sound Chorus, a female barbershop quartet style group, will present a free holiday concert at the Live Oak Library on Saturday, November 18th at 2. 
And then several libraries are hosting fabric arts workshops, including the quilting and crocheting meetups at the Belterre Library, beginner crochet classes at the Lafitte Library, and then bring your own fabric crafting group sessions at the West Bank Regional Library. As you know, the Belterre Library is home to a library of things collection focused on the fabric arts, including sewing, quilting, and needlework. And it really has become a hub for all of the hobbyists in those fabric arts. And then River Ridge Library welcomes patrons interested in virtual games with our VR game days. That's scheduled twice a week. You need to reserve in advance, so you need to go to jplibrary.net for that. And then the Louisiana Energy Office will partner with the Lakeshore Library for a day of children's activities and crafts related to solar power on November 21st from 11 to 1. Again, advanced reservations are requested on our library website, jplibrary.net. Just an update on the Lafitte Marsh Fire. Just want to make sure everybody understands there's no smoke coming from this fire now. I know there's some smoke from other fires, but from this fire in Lafitte, there is no smoke. We want to thank... Um, these, our fire services chief, Don Robertson, for, this is really being handled by the National Park Service um, because this is in the Jean Lafitte National Park. But certainly Don, Don Robertson, our chief and his crew, have really supported that effort, as well as the fire departments, Lafitte, Barataria, Crown Point, Marrero Estelle Volunteer Fire Department, Marrero Harvey, Marrero Ragusa, Terrytown, and Harvey Volunteer Fire, Carpety, Carpe, um, fire Company Number 2. So this, we estimate this fire is... 90% put out. It, it covered over 147 acres, and the National Park Service will have a patrol and crew at the location for the next week to monitor the situation, and we're going to continue to assist as needed. But again, no smoke is coming from this fire now. Um, the Personnel Department and Jefferson Parish Employees Federal Credit Union are going to host two job fairs. The first is Wednesday, November 15th from 10 to 2 at the Yenny Building, room 204. And the second is Tuesday, December 5th from 10 to 2 at the West Bank Regional Library. You can call 504-364-2730 for more information. And then JPAWS has met with an animal behaviorist and trainer to begin working with at-risk dogs at their facility as part of a 5,000 grant that was awarded at the end of October by the Best Friends Animal Society. Um, this initiative will not only help the dogs with work, workable behavioral issues, but will also help our employees with training needed to support this effort moving forward. Uh, JPAWS Director and Kennel Supervisor, um, Julie Orgeron will be educating students at Crescent City Christian Academy tomorrow as part of JPAW's continued initiative to educate our youth on providing a bright future for our furry friends. And then last but not least, we're going to host our own Veterans Day ceremony tomorrow at 10 a.m. at Veterans Memorial Square in Metairie. The, the ceremony is going to be streamed on all of our channels. Um, as a reminder, our government offices, including the libraries, our well, Animal Center and the East and West Jefferson American Job Centers are going to be closed on Friday, November 10th in observance of the Veterans Day holiday. Um, garbage collection and curbside recycling is going to take place as scheduled, but the landfill will be closed on Friday and will resume operations on Saturday. And all recreation classes and programs, not including Lafreniere Park and Park Day for Me, will be closed on Friday and will resume operations on Saturday. And then transit will be running a normal weekday service on Friday. Thank you. Thank you, Madam President. Councilman Bonanno. President, I just want to take a minute to give a shout-out to one of your employees. She works in the Water Department for Sydney Bazale, and she doesn't know I'm doing this, but it's no secret with the drought that we are experiencing numerous water breaks all day long. I know my office alone contacts the Water Department every day, and he has a very special employee in Sydney. If I had a vote, I would nominate Alicia Washington as employee of the year for the Water Department. 
She stays on top of everything. You never, ever have to ask her twice. She follows through. She has been an excellent employee. And I can tell you, after 35 years in government service, public employees are often criticized but rarely praised, and she deserves our praise. So I just wanted to give her a shout-out. Thank you. I know she appreciates that. Thank you. And probably every other office up here can second that. Thank you, Councilman Bonanno. Anyone else for the parish president or anything else? All right, thank you. We'd like to recognize school board member Chris Fortunato is here with us today in Chambers, and Councilman-elect for District 5, Hans Loserberg, is here as well. Thank you all for joining us for our meeting. Now we're to the point in the meeting where anyone wishing to appear before the council regarding a resolution on the agenda or addendum agenda can come up and speak. If you'd like to do so, you must complete a request to speak card in the back of Chambers, turn it in to the clerk. You have three minutes to speak, and Mr. Al did call ahead this week to let us know he would not be attending this meeting, so don't be concerned. That's why he's not jumping up first at the podium. So if anybody else would like to speak, I move to postpone the meeting, Mr. Al. (laughs) Until he gets here? Until he gets here, yeah. It's my understanding he's receiving a proclamation from the city of Kenner today, which is conflicting with our meeting. (laughs) Hey, Frankie Hires. 509 Owen Boulevard, just here to spark a little curiosity in the way we could go. A whole lot of the same stuff. A lot of engineers getting hired, a lot of thinkers. I got an engineering department. I wonder why they can't do some of this work for us. I don't even know where to begin some some days when I look at this. Um, I usually start at the back anymore because I figure that's that's the easiest way to get through some of this. Um, From the tax-exempt status for everything that's involved, the Parks Cooperative Endeavor Agreements, this idea that we're, uh, we're taking money from the state treasury that isn't ours already, and how much of our money is being spent to other parishes because we lack for any concern where a legislative branch of government is concerned and how it's formed. Right? You've got a lot of parks money you're spending. And it's a lot of good work, right? a lot of good deeds. But again, as I've said many times before, there is no good, no good work, there's no good deeds. If you can't explain how the power has been distributed, then all the money that flows from that power amounts to nothing but an ill-gotten gain. How we empower a legislative branch of government is greater in its importance than who holds those offices. This council is getting ready to transform into a, a District 5 council with six out of ten elected officials living in District 5. And you expect this to be legitimate? You think this is a legitimate form of government? I was in District 5 until this election. Now I'm in District 2, which spans from Metairie to Harvey. And when I tell people about that, when I'm knocking on doors talking to people about that, they go, what? Nobody can believe this is the case. They're too busy. That's why you got a 30% turnout for an election. You got a lot of water department stuff on here, and it made me realize what I forgot to do last council meeting. And I wished I could have got a heads up. You know, you all know that me and Mr. Al would like to be at every one of these council meetings, so when you pull an emergency council meeting but you don't notify us personally, when you got our personal phone numbers, you look like you're in cahoots. Now, I got a lot of water department money getting spent, a lot of money on water department, a lot of works department. And I didn't catch what the budget's going to be for this next year. I'm praying we didn't get, o- get over a billion dollars yet, did we? I didn't hear that figure. Not yet. Well, it's coming next year, though, isn't it? 
Jesus Christ. Come on, so tires. I got water consumption. I got water service, service usage, service, sewage service, garbage service, mosquito control. But these two are new here. Water service, that ain't on here before. I got two bills here, one from August and one from October. So between August and October, we, we, we decided to burden the taxpayers, the 165,000 customers. That's your time. Yeah. Figure it out. Maybe we need five minutes. Anyone else? Elizabeth Glass, 509 Homa Boulevard. Um, <clears throat> I've been neglectful in coming to any of the meetings, but I do watch every meeting at home. Um, I want to, uh, we do say a prayer, or most people say a prayer here for guidance, and we say the pledge afterwards. This is making no sense because it seems these are being used as screens to hide behind. Like children with smiling faces and cookies all in them, we're asking for forgiveness afterwards. So I'm here about the boiler. I'm, I overheard in the hallway as I was waiting to come in. That's that not on, on the agenda. It's not. It's not it, you can speak about that at the end of the meeting. Okay, cool. But that's not on the agenda or addendum agenda. Okay, so I'm still confused. And this, I guess, would be another problem is, is, you know, I do listen to all the meetings, but it's very confusing on what and where. But this part's just for items on the agenda or addendum agenda, and then anything at the end that you'd like to speak on, on special subject matters. Anyone else? All right. Thank you. I think that's it for now. Um, I have a note that items one and two will be deferred to our December 6th meeting. So, Councilman Template, your motion on the deferral of items one and two. I'm sorry. There you go. I move. Any objections to the deferral of items one and two to December 6, 2023, on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number three, please, Madam Clerk, with a note that Councilman Template will recuse himself from this vote. A resolution selecting an individual to sit as an ad hoc hearing officer for the Bureau of Administrative Adjudication to adjudicate cases referred to the BAA on the West Bank of Jefferson Parish. Councilman Edwards, your selection. Can you say it into your mic? Your mic is on. Is it not working? Well, you just muted it, but it was on before. just didn't hear you. So unmute it and try again. There you go. Yes, just, just couldn't hear you before. My voice is pretty I move for the appointment of uh, Thomas Wilkinson. Any objection to the selection of Thomas Wilkinson? A motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number four, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution selecting an individual to sit as an ad hoc hearing officer for the Bureau of Administrative Adjudication to adjudicate cases referred to the BAA on the East Bank of Jefferson Parish. Councilman Template, your selection. I move on Charles Cusimano. Any objection to the selection of Charles Cusimano? On motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, yeah. so... Councilman, um, I believe that we had two applicants, and this is a District 2345 matter. We were um, hoping to move on all qualified. Would there be a problem with that? Well, that's number five. No, four. It's a District 2345 matter, not the, not the parish-wide matter. 
I don't I don't have a problem with it. Does anyone else want to revisit that? I mean, I'll, if there's a motion yeah. to amend, I'll, I'll second. Do we need to amend it, or do we just need? We haven't finished it yet. Yeah, this so. is not the parish-wide one. Yeah. We'll just redo the motion and say all qualified. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do we need to move to amend or just reread it because re we didn't it finish? And okay. Do a motion. Yeah. Do you need to reread, or can I just go I'll straight to the motion? I'll it. Okay, go ahead. A resolution selecting an individual to sit as an ad hoc hearing officer for the Bureau of Administrative Adjudication to adjudicate cases referred to the BAA on the east bank of Jefferson Parish. I have somebody from second and third, Megan. Okay, uh, yeah. Councilman Temple, or do you want to make the motion? Either. Uh, that, that's fine. Um, it's council districts two, three, four, and five. Uh, I'd move that we select all qualified. All right, is there any objection to the selection of all qualified on motion of Councilwoman Van Franken, seconded by Councilman Lee? <coughs> Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, item number five, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution selecting a provider to provide forensic evaluations has ordered by the 24th Judicial District Court and Parish Courts. Councilman Template. I move all qualified. Any objection to the selection of all qualified on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number six, please. A resolution selecting an individual or firm to provide consulting services for hazard mitigation planning, community rating system planning, and coastal planning related services for the required update to the multi-jurisdictional hazard mitigation plan under RFP number 0465. Councilman Template, your selection? I move on Atkins, North America. Is there any objection to the selection of Atkins, North America? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number seven, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution selecting a provider for emergency response and hazardous materials and oil spill cleanup services on a has-needed basis for the Jefferson Parish Department of Fire Services, Hazardous Materials Division, and the Department of Environmental Affairs for two years under RFP number 0466. Councilman Templet. I'll move on Legacy Environmental LLC. Any objection to the selection of Legacy Environmental LLC? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Items 8, 9, and 10 are executive session. We'll revisit those at noon. Jump ahead to number 11, please, Madam Clerk. Summary number 26178, amending the official zoning map, lot 14, square 8, Metairie Ridge Nursery Subdivision, located at 128 Papworth Avenue, more particularly amending the zoning classification from R2 to RR-3, EZ-9-23, Council District 5. We can waive the reading here. We now open the public hearing for summary number 26178. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Hi, uh, my name's Robin Hanneman. I'm a, a, a resident of the neighborhood. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, kind of repeating a lot of things that I've already uh, emailed and called in. But uh, I think the neighborhood is overwhelmingly against this uh, this uh, change in, in uh, zoning. Uh, it's a 25-foot wide lot, and uh, even it, it's zoned R2 for a, a, two, a two-plex, and even a two-plex is too big for a 25-foot lot. But they're asking for a four-plex, and to, to the, the neighbors, uh, to all of us, that seems crazy. Um, you know, we're, we're okay with the two-plex because it is zoned R2, but we're hoping that uh, y'all will not allow a fourplex in our neighborhood, uh, especially on such a small lot. Uh, thank you. If I could, Council Chairman. 
Go ahead, Councilman Pistato. Mr. Hanneman. Mr. Hanneman. Hey, one, one second. Councilman Pistato has a question for us. Is this that lot, the lot down the street from you at the corner, down the street from your house? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. Yes, I'd like to also add something to what Robin said that um, I have here a document, uh, um, with EZ-923. It's the planning department's denial for the following reasons, and there's a plethora of reasons why. Because uh, one being uh, it's, um, it's grossly uh, deficient size lot for what's proposed for a fourplex, obviously. And there's a dealing of sewerage that's a problem with fourplex. And the parking, uh, <clears throat> they have an amended uh, plan that was drawn up, and it, it, uh, <coughs> it gives four places to park. Well, according to code, we should have six, okay, because it's one and a half for each unit that would become the six. And just a whole bunch of things here. I'm not going to get into them. I don't have time. But this document really, if you read this, you'd say it's ludicrous to even assume that this can happen. You know, a fourplex is not going to make it. Uh, and the, <clears throat> the funny thing, I was thinking about something coming over here. They only have a place to put the garbage cans when they're not being picked up, okay? So it, it, the, the lot is just grossly uh, <coughs> overpopulating the small piece of property there. And uh, it, it's just not feasible to put a fourplex on a 25-foot lot. And uh, as my colleague said, uh, we, the neighborhood's all against it. And I think with Ms. Jennifer, we've sent several emails to your office. Correct. And uh, but most of the people can't be here because of short notice in, in the work week. They just can't get off their jobs. OK, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Anyone else in opposition? All right, Madam Clerk, note that two appeared in opposition. Councilwoman Van Vranken. And I do want to say thank you because the neighborhood really strongly participated, had a good meeting. I appreciate that the um, property owners also did try to revise to, you know, address some of those concerns. But again, the neighborhood got back with us about that amended proposition and um, still felt it was too much development for that site. Um, so I appreciate, again, everybody's efforts on this, and I'm going to move for denial. Is there any objection to the denial of summary number 26178 on motion of Councilwoman Van Franken, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 12, please, Madam Clerk. Summary number 26204, amending the official zoning map, track 3-A, Rosedale Plantation Subdivision, located at 3600 River Road, more particularly amending the zoning classification from M1 to R1A, EZ-11-23, Council District 2. We can waive the reading on this item, so we now open the public hearing for summary number 26204. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition? Madam Clerk, note that no one appeared. Councilman Bonanno. And while this both this recommendation from the Planning Department and Planning Bosbor are for both denials, this is on the technicality, the, the property is currently zoned uh, commercial, I'm sorry, industrial, and what exists on it today are two dilapidated buildings the parish has condemned in an old rundown stable. And the neighbors were very clear to me they do not want to see a business there. They'd much rather see what's proposed for the site, which is to remove all the dilapidated buildings and place a single family plantation style house. And for that reason, I'm gonna move for approval. Any objection to the approval of summary number 26204, motion of Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 13, please, Madam Clerk. 
Summary number 26205, amending the official zoning map, lots 13 through 18, square 29, Metairie Ridge Nursery Subdivision, located at 401 Veterans Memorial Boulevard, more particularly amending the zoning classification from R1A and C1 to C2, EZ-13-23, Council District 5. We can waive the reading here as well. So we now open the public hearing for summary number 26205. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition? Good morning. Uh, David Barons of uh, my address at 321 Veterans Boulevard, Suite 201, Metairie 7005. Uh, I am a partner of Wayner Companies. Uh, we own the property and office building located at 321 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie, directly across Papworth from the subject property at 401 Veterans. Uh, that's the property subject to this rezoning request. I'm here to, to speak in opposition of the zoning request. Prior to the Planning Advisory Board meeting in September on this issue, my partner, Bruce Wehner, called Ms. Quinn, the counsel for the property owner, not to oppose the rezoning, but rather to inquire about the, her client's plans for their property. Ms. Quinn stated that her clients were simply re requesting a rezoning for consistency across all lots in that parcel, and that the property owners had no plans to tear down the building and rebuild for a more intensive use. However, during the PAB meeting, we raised concerns on a multitude of more intensive uses that this zoning change could bring about, such as fast, a fast food chain, car wash bar, bar room, a car sales lot, to name a few, as well as the increased dangers to the uh, bikers on the bike path along Papworth. While I have no reason to question Ms. Quinn's integrity, she wavered from her assurance that they had no intention to redevelop the property when she defended the rezoning by indicating that the property owners are pl planning and committed to a, quote, family-friendly project, which left us completely confused on whether her response was forthright. Are they looking to keep the existing building or put up a family-friendly project on the property? If they do intend to keep the existing office building, then why are they, why is this rezoning here to, uh, on the docket today? Uh, I would urge you to deny their request as it is simply premature. If you do allow this rezoning and the current owners sell, there are no restrictions or consequences which deny these more intensive uses on the property to a future owner. In addition, the timing for a site plan approval was also raised at that meeting, which should be a non-issue based on Ms. Quinn's prior statement. If there truly are no plans to redevelop this site, as Ms. Quinn stated, once again, then why is this rezoning even necessary? If they are allowed to rezone now for no valid reason, this will only open the door for any future owner to have full access to these more intensive uses under the C2 zoning, and for other similarly situated property owners to request the same more intensive zoning. This request is simply premature and not necessary. Since we did not have a chance to rebut at the PAB meeting, I would like to correct Ms. Quinn's statements about our building across the street. She stated that our building is solely occupied by a bank, which is allowed under the C2 zoning that is being requested. While yes, the bank does occupy a small portion of our building fronting Veterans Boulevard, we have occupied and operated our business from our office building at 321 Veterans for almost 15 years, and we also lease office space to an insurance agency, a couple of law firms, a CPA, a physical therapy center that provides services to many elderly patients. We have rejected numerous offers to purchase our property for redevelopment for more intensive uses, including for a popular fast food chain whose drive through customers' vehicles frequently stack on veterans. We have been a good neighbor to both our commercial and residential neighbors, and we have a vested interest in ensuring our neighbors do the same. We want to be a good neighbor to the subject property owners, 
and we would like to support a good project on the property if one comes about. All I ask is for full visibility and transparency for myself and this council, but as we stand here today, they supposedly have no plans to redevelop. I ask you to deny this zoning change until such time that there is a site plan or simply a proposal on the table that can be shared. During the PAB meeting, Ms. Quinn attempted to argue that since our property has a C2 zoning, that we should not be opposed to her client's rezoning request. The portion of the subject property fronting veterans is zoned C2, and the zoning transitions to less intensive zoning classifications as it gets closer to residential. The zoning on our property from veterans to our residential neighbors on Papworth and Carrollton is similar to the transitional zoning on the subject property. I would consider Ms. Quinn's argument on this irrelevant as we are not the ones petitioning to rezone and are perfectly fine with our office building on multiple zonings. Alternatively, if in fact the property owner or potential tenant or buyer of the property does have plans to redevelop this corner to a family-friendly or other more intensive use that is yet to be disclosed, based on my past experience in Jefferson and other parishes, the best course of action is to deny their request now and come back to the PAB and this council with plans that justify a zoning change in an effort to provide full transparency to everyone affected. Otherwise, we will likely be back here in a few months along with a room full of concerned residential neighbors when the property owners or their tenant or purchaser seeks site plan variances for whatever project they are trying to keep under the radar. Until then, this request is premature and I respectfully ask this council to, to deny the request. Thank you for your time. There anyone else in opposition? Uh, good morning. Uh, Bruce Weiner, 321 Veterans Boulevard, Suite 201, Metairie, Louisiana. So we do this all the time. Um, I, you just don't wake up one morning and decide you're going to consolidate the zoning on your property. There's something that stimulates that. Um, when I reached out to Mrs. Quinn when I got the letter, um, and, it, and, and I know I'm reiterating <coughs> what my partner said, they have no plans to change the existing use. So I would also request that at such time that there's a plan in place that uh, this, is, this zoning be denied. Thank you very much. Anyone else in opposition? Madam Clerk, note that two appeared in opposition. Councilwoman Van Vryken. So this matter is coming uh, with a double recommended approval, but I do um, agree that that there has to be a reason prompting the consolidation um, and do appreciate there might need to be some more discussion on this so we have um, some clear understanding of what the intentions are before rezoning. Um, so I'm going to move at this time for deferral uh, to the next East Bank meeting. Um, and to make sure that we have an opportunity um, to have some, some conversations on uh, what's intended and if another less intense zoning uh, might be suitable or, you know, other potential um, uh, paths forward. So I'm going to move to uh, defer to the next East Bank meeting. Is that January 17th? All right. Is there any objection to the deferral of item number 13 to January 17th, 2024? On summary number uh, 26205, a motion of Councilwoman Van Branken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. I have a note that number 14 will be deferred to January 17th, 24 as well. Councilwoman Van Branken, your motion on that? Move for deferral. Any objection to the deferral of item 14 to January 17th, 2024, a motion of Councilwoman Van Branken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 15, please. 
Summary number 26188, requesting and authorizing the Planning Department and the Planning Advisory Board to study the text of Chapter 33, Unified Development Code, and Chapter 40, Zoning of the Code, with the intent of evaluating and amending subdivision regulations and stormwater management requirements, imposing a moratorium on the subdivision of residentially zoned property located on the east bank of unincorporated Jefferson Parish, which involves more than five acres and results in the creation of 20 lots or more. We now open the public hearing for summary number 26188. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition? Frankie Hires, 509 Home Boulevard. Um, so to request and authorize the Planning Department and the Planning Advisory Board to, uh, to study the text. You know, I, I read through some of these, and, and it's always the, the framing of these things that gets me. I've had an experience with the Planning Advisory Board on a couple occasions. Um, I find them lacking as a representative body appointed by an illegitimately formed pseudo-legislative body. Um, I don't trust them to study anything. I don't trust them to co come through with any good, good work out of this uh, body whatsoever. And it, it's put on display here from one agenda item to the next, one of these summary uh, notices to the next, right? The Planning Advisory Board, the Planning Department, they can advise to do this and they can advise to do that. Either way, y'all override them depending on uh, who's, I guess, lined whose pockets best, most effectively, in a way that satisfies the majority of those that participate. We don't have a government of the majority. We have a government of the majority that participate. And the majority that participate, well, they live in old Metairie. I take great exception with the Planning Advisory Board's construct, as I do with the construct of this body. The fact that you have a chairman and a vice chairman who, who won't even answer a question as to whether or not they're obliged to the Constitution of the United States at these planning advisory board meetings, meanwhile will trample on the First Amendment rights of anybody who attends these meetings, I find intolerable. Y'all need to figure this out. I oppose this on the grounds of just having a constitutional form of government, a Republican form of government. We lack for it terribly, and you can do better. Anyone else in opposition? Madam Clerk, note that one appeared in opposition. Councilwoman Van Vranken. Move for approval. Any objections to the approval of summary number 26188, a motion of Councilwoman Van Vranken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 16, please. Summary number 26207, approving SP-25-23, requested variances to the parking and landscape regulations for Bratton Sport Performance located at 4133 Jefferson Highway on Lot 1-A, Plot 1, Jefferson Towers Subdivision, Council District 2. We now open the public hearing for summary number 26207. Anyone in favor, please come forward. My name is Kirk Bernard. I live in uh, Hareham on Norton Avenue. <clears throat> I've sent each of you a letter, and I followed up with a redundant email. I appreciate responses from your office, uh, Ms. Jennifer and Scott and, and Dino. Just to give you a little bit more context uh, about this gym, um, apparently the Advisory Planning Board has uh, unanimously approved the request. But we're not talking about just a uh, regular gym. You just, when you go there, you have to go by appointment. You're working with trainers. But to give you a little background, 
Dozens and dozens of elite high school athletes have left this gym to get scholarships everywhere from Division I to private colleges all over the U.S. East Bank uh, Little League Baseball team won the world championships. Nick Bratton was their trainer. Anybody heard of Arch Manning? Nick Bratton was his trainer. If you watch the Houston Astros, the, the uh, conference championship, J.P. France, starting, starting pitcher, Nick Bratton was his trainer. Trent Gimbioni was here at the advisory planning meeting. He's over in uh, Puerto Rico in the Winter League. Nick was his trainer. Eric Gorton plays for the Phoenix Suns. Nick was his trainer. And then there's the occasional celebrity. Had a celebrity in town, had some problems with the gym he was going to, talked to his personal trainer who called his mentor. His mentor said, you need to talk to Nick Bratton and go to his gym. So one day I'm training next to Justin Timberlake. So just to drop a few names. But anyway, it's a world-class facility, but I'm speaking because it's very, very personal to me. It turns a 66-year-old, out-of-shape, weak individual into a 72-year-old, fit, fairly athletic individual. My cardiologist has been taken back, friends, even my wife. So this is very, very personal to me. So I trust that you will go with the recommendations of the uh, Planning Advisory Board and approve this, these variances. Thank you. Nick Bratton, 4133 Jefferson Highway. Um, I really don't have much to say. I know that uh, you all have responded, and I really appreciate that. Um, all I wanted to provide, um, and I don't know if you guys have this from the planning meeting, was just letters from uh, neighbors in the neighborhood supporting what we were doing and, and moving forward with this. And so I uh, just wanted to have those. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, uh, Johnny Beth Bryan. I'm with Zach Smith Consulting, 1000 <coughs> Norman C. Francis Parkway. Uh, I just wanted to get up here and say thank you to uh, council and the planning staff. Um, we, uh, this was my first time doing a uh, variance and a subdivision and a uh, site plan review, and the staff was um, very helpful, everybody I spoke to, most especially Logan Doherty. I really just wanted to shout out to him. Any question that I had, he was fantastic. Um, and we are happy to uh, bring a fantastic business uh, coach and staff into uh, a building, putting a building back into commerce in Jefferson Parish. Um, and I think it really couldn't be a more perfect fit. Thank you. Anyone else in favor? Kenneth Bertucci, 313 Walter Road, River Ridge, Louisiana. I, I myself have trained uh, with Nick. My daughter is one of those uh, Division One athletes on scholarship uh, because of Nick. But more importantly, I've, we trained there. We've never had a problem with parking um, at his old place, at this place as well, um, and at the uh, the planning the PBA board. Um, it was unanimously approved. Neighbors across the street, down the street, right across, all were in favor of it. So I just want to put my uh, support in as well. Thank you. Anyone else in favor? Anyone in opposition? 
Madam Clerk, note that four appeared in favor, zero in opposition. Councilman Bonanno. Move for approval. Any objections to the approval of summary number 26207, a motion of Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. I have a note that number 17 will be deferred to January 17th at the applicant's request. Councilman Bonanno, your motion on that? Move to defer. Any objections to the deferral of item number 17 to 117.24 on motion of Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item 18, please, Madam Clerk. Summary number 26209, approving SP-47-23 for variances to the sign regulations for the Walmart Supercenter located at 8912 Veterans Memorial Boulevard on lot 1-A-1-B square A2 Westgate Subdivision, Council District 4. We can waive the reading here and now open the public hearing for summary number 26209. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed? Madam Clerk, note that no one appeared. Councilman Impostato. Motion approved. Any objection to the approval of summary number 26209? A motion of Councilman Impostato, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 19, please. Summary number 26210, approving SP-61-23, requested variances for Matt Bowers Ford located at 3724 Veterans Boulevard on lot 128-A, Cleary Subdivision, Council District 5. We can waive the reading here and now open the public hearing for summary number 26210. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Good morning. Stacy Landry with Deep South Signs representing Matt Bowers. Um, we're asking for approval of these additional signs. Um, these signs that are going to be placed on the building after the renovation, they have the same amount of signs currently right now, which is four sets of signs, and we're asking for the four sets of signs to be placed back on the building. The building is approximately 200 um, feet across. The additional signage is needed for directional and informational signage. And also the area of square footage, which is currently there, it will be less of what we're placing back on the building. Thank you. Anyone else in favor? <clears throat> Anyone opposed? Madam Clerk, note that one appeared in favor. Councilman, uh, Councilwoman Van Vryken. Move for approval. Any objections to the approval of summary number 26210 and motion of Councilwoman Van Vryken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 20, please, Madam Clerk. Summary number 26211, amending ordinance number 26483, adopted on September 14, 2022, to correct the dates for a portion of the plans approved on the docket number SP-37-22 for Lee Michaels Fine Jewelry, located at 3020 North Causeway Boulevard on lot 1B, square 38, Harlem Subdivision, Jefferson Powers, Louisiana, Council District 5. We can waive the reading on this item and now open the public hearing for summary number 26211. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one appeared. Councilwoman Van Vryken. Move for approval. Any objections to the approval of summary number 26211 on motion of Councilwoman Van Vryken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 21, please. Summary number 26218, waiving the screening requirements applicable for the property at 952 Seven Oaks Boulevard, Bridge City, Louisiana, 70094, Council District 2. We now open the public hearing for summary number 26218. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed? Madam Clerk, note that no one appeared. Councilman Bonanno. Any objections to the approval of summary number 26218 on motion of Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker. 
Hearing none, so ordered. Item 22, please, Madam Clerk. Summary number 26213, to amend ordinance number 4074, the personnel rules for classified service of Jefferson Parish to create rules 9, section 20, and revise rule 9, section 17, and rule 10, section 1. We now have the public hearing for summary number 26213. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition? Ricky Hires rising in opposition. Um, two things we were concerned about at the form of this union was a confusion of multitudes and a tyranny of few. This falls under that, the former confusion of multitudes. I don't want to have to look this up. I don't want to have to find out what this is. <clears throat> you won't explain it. You summarize it, but I got no idea what this involves. No clue. And I don't want to have to find out. If I had an accountable representative form of government, I wouldn't have to. I oppose this on the grounds of lacking for a Republican form of government. <clears throat> Anyone else in opposition? Madam Clerk, note that one appeared in opposition. Councilman Template? I move. Any objections to the approval of summary number 26213? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 23, please. Summary number 26214, to amend ordinance number 4074, the personnel rules for the classified service of Jefferson Parish, to amend Rule 4, Section 1.2, upon concurrence by the personnel board, and to provide for related matters. We now have the public hearing for summary number 26214. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Ricky Hires rising on principle to oppose this as well. Personnel board. Just like every other board, bureau, committee, commission, task force. Just another way for y'all to blame shift somebody else for what ends up being a wrongdoing. A good deed gone bad. The unintended consequences. That's what that personnel board is. The unintended consequences for not having a Republican form of government is why we have a personnel board. You realize the personnel board, the idea that the directors have to be... Uh, are basically appointed by the, the, the presidents of foreign colleges, colleges in a foreign parish. This should be the heads up. I oppose the personnel board and anything related to it. Anyone else in opposition? Madam Clerk, note that one appeared in opposition. Councilman Template? I move. Any objections to the approval of summary number 26214, a motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 24, please. Summary number 26215, amending ordinance... 13709, the executive pay plan to amend Rule 18, pay Section 18.1, and to provide for related matters. And now with the public hearing for summary number 26215. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition? Rising again in opposition, Frankie Hires. Executive pay plan. How's that going to affect the, the uh, parochial schools retirement employee benefit fund? I got to spend 12% of my money towards every, every executive pay? Is that part of that deal? Are we reducing the executive pay? If we're reducing the executive pay, I'll rise in favor. But you don't explain that here, so I got to rise in opposition because that's what I expect is you're going to increase the pay and increase the burden to taxpayers. So I rise in opposition to any pay plan uh, reviews that are going to involve an, an increase in pay to executives. The chiefs are getting paid too much. We got to figure this out. Anyone else in opposition? <clears throat> Madam Clerk, note the one appeared in opposition. Councilman Template? I move. Any objections to the approval of summary number 26215, a motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 25. 
Summary number 26216 to amend ordinance number 14796, the pay plan for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to apply the Fair Labor Standards Act overtime exempt status designation for the classes of early Head Start teacher and Head Start teacher assistant. We now open the public hearing for summary number 26216. Anyone in favor, please come forward. And Mr. Hires. Rising in opposition. Ah, oh, man, I don't want to have to do this, right? If we had a Republican form of government, a form of council, a legislative branch of government that was formed by any way we could explain that all these good works, all these good deeds wouldn't amount to the ill-gotten gains that they are. Now, from my reading of this, we're basically exempting uh, employees that would otherwise receive overtime pay. So these Head Start teachers, these Head Start assistant teachers aren't going to be entitled to overtime pay. That's the way this reads to me. Of course, it could just be a crotchet ingenuity that the combinations of the day gave rise to. Right? Could just be something like that. Crotchet's ingenuity, they're really cool. They sound good. They sound reasonable. They sound legit. Unfortunately, under scrutiny, right, when they're, when they're, prescri when they're done by means that aren't prescribed constitutionally, then they fall apart. That's why I got to keep rising in opposition to these things. It's not because I disagree with the good work or the good intention. It's because you all aren't constitutionally formed as a body. Everything you do is nullifiable. As soon as the people of Jefferson Parish wake up and figure this out for themselves, I won't have to suffer for 21 of you. I'll have 21 of us. Figure it out. Anyone else in opposition? Madam Clerk, note that one appeared in opposition. Councilman Templet. I'll move. I'll move. Okay. All right, so you want to defer this one? Yeah, defer that. And right. to the Jan uh, January meeting, first meeting in January. Sorry for that miss. So it's January 17th, 2024. Is there any objection to the deferral of item number 25, summary number 26216, a motion of Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker? To January, did I say the date? Defer to January 27th? December 6th. I'm sorry, December 6th, the 12th-6th meeting. He wanted this 17th of January. Back to where we were, the 17th. All right. Any objection to the deferral of item number 25 to January 17th, the motion of Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker? <laughs> Hearing none, so ordered. Item 26, please. Summary number 26217, waiving the building permit fees for the 2024 St. Jude Dream Home located at 4812 Garden Street, permit application number 23-309054, and otherwise providing with respect thereto. Council District 5. We now have the public hearing for summary number 26217. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition, please come forward. Got to keep doing it. And here's one of the greatest good deeds ever, right? St. Jude home. How can I rise to oppose this? How can you? That is a good question. The elevation of a soldier. Anybody familiar with the Federalist Papers? We diminuate the citizen and elevate the soldier. That's what this is an example of, right? So when you waive exemptions, whether it's tax or fee exemptions, Right? When you waive these things, you make it more expensive for everybody else who doesn't get something waived. That's how this works. That's why there's rules to taxation. Fundamentally, there's supposed to be some, some levers in here that, exer that, that, 
that compel you to exercise restraint with regards to our tax dollars. There's no dollar that you have. Everything going on in here right now, we're paying for. We, the people of Jefferson Parish, are paying for. Every indulgence, every exemption, every waiving, we pay for. I oppose these things on principle, not because I oppose the good deed or the intent. Figure it out. Anyone else in opposition? Madam Clerk, note that one appeared in opposition. Councilwoman Van Vranken. So fortunately, um, St. Jude has a principle of serving families whose children are facing cancer uh, free of charge. And no matter who from Jefferson Parish might have a family member that needs treatment at St. Jude, they show up and don't have to pay a dime so that they can focus on their children getting healthy. We're delighted to have the St. Jude Dream Home being constructed in Jefferson Parish. Uh, tickets will be available in the spring, and uh, I look forward to supporting them. Move for approval. Any objections to the approval of summary number 26217, a motion of Councilwoman Van Vranken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. I have a note that item 27 will be deferred to December 6th. Councilman Template, your motion on that? I move. Any objection to the deferral of item 27 to December 6th? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. I have a note that number 28 will also be deferred to December 6th. Is there uh, a Councilman Template, your motion regarding that? I move for deferral. Any objection to the deferral of item 28 to December 6th? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Mm. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 29 with amendments, please, Madam Clerk, the operating budget. Summary number 26221, amending the 2023 operating budget, and the amendments are to allocate $36,273 from Council District 3's video poker funds to the Recreation Department for 2023 enrichment camps held at playgrounds within Council District 3's on the East Bank. Allocate $16,000 from Council District 2's East Bank Tourism Funds $16,000 from Council District 4's East Bank Tourism Fund and $16,000 from Council District 5's East Bank Tours Funds for, the, for a CEA within the Office of the Constable for the Jefferson Parish 5th Justice Court for the purchase of a vehicle for the use and assistance in the operations and duties of said Constable's Office and to support the reduction of blight. Allocate $63,486.76 from Council District 3's West Bank Tourism Funds for a CEA with Friends of Prep Sports for the 2024 All-State Sugar Bowl National. Allocate $51,000 from Council District 3's West Bank Tourism Fund for a CEA with the Martin Luther King Task Force to provide the 2024 Martin Luther King Jr. Parade and Banquet. Allocate $166,920 from Council District 3's West Bank Riverboat Gaming Funds to the Recreation Department for 2023 enrichment camps held at playgrounds within Council District 3 on the West Bank. And that's all the amendments I have to read. Any objections to the amendments being brought from the floor? <clears throat> Hearing none, Councilman Template, your motion on the amendments? I move. Any objections to the adoption of the amendments? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. We now open the public hearing for summary number 26221. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Hey, Frankie Hires, rising in opposition of taxation without representation. There's just fundamental rules here. If we had any respect for the Constitution of the United States whatsoever, I would not have to continue to do this. Y'all got to figure this out. You can't just take money arbitrarily and then spend it arbitrarily. There's rules in a Republican form of government. That's why you're sworn to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Every one of you sitting here 
at least in those council positions, had to swear to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's not a perfunctory issue. It's meant to be taken seriously. That means that the Article 4, Section 4, where it prescribes that we shall have a Republican form of government, the United States shall guarantee a Republican form of government to the several states in this union. That matters. It applies to everything. It makes it so I can talk about this with regards to anything you do, everything you do. I can bring this up and talk about it. Y'all should figure this out so that I don't have to continue to do so. I've got better things to do with my time. I'd rather go over to maybe one of those West Bank gambling uh, establishments. Go visit the West Bank more. I got beautification going on when we got reckless driving rampant. The quality of life's falled off a cliff here, and y'all... <laughs> You're putting lipstick on a pig time after time after time because you got discretionary funds, because you got too much power and too much money vested into too few arbitrarily empowered hands. It's not complicated. There's too few of you arbitrarily empowered. It's not any of yours individual personal fault. I don't fault any of you personally. This is not personal. The construct is flawed. This election that we just had should put it on display for everyone. Six out of 10 people live in District 5 that are elected officials, parish-wide. The West Bank will never elect its own parish president. They can't figure this out. I need you to figure it out. If I find them lacking for the enlightenment required to exercise their control with the wholesome discretion, the solution would not be to take it from them but to inform their discretion. This would be the true corrective for constitutional abuses of power. We are under a situation with gross constitutional abuses of power. I'd like to see this remedied. Figure it out. Anyone else in opposition? Madam Clerk, with the one appeared in opposition, Councilman Template. I move. Any objections to the approval of summary number 26221, a motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 30, please, the operating budget. Uh, excuse me, the cap capital budget. Summary number 26222, amending the 2023 capital budget and the amendments I have are to recognize a transfer of $63,486.76 from Council District 3's West Bank Tourism Funds for a CEA with Friends of Prep Sports for the 2024 All-State Sugar Bowl National. And that's all the amendments I have to read. Any objections to the amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none, Councilman Templet, your motion? I'll move. Any objections to the adoption of that amendment? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. <clears throat> Hearing none, so ordered. We now open the public hearing for summary number 26222. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed? Hey guys, rise in opposition. Again, it's just the same story, right? Republican form of government. A government that's frugal and simple, motivated to be so. That's the beauty of the Constitution of the United States. It actually does this for us. We wouldn't, I wouldn't have to do any of this. I could just go home, go work on pianos, mow my lawn, do something, anything else. Y'all got to be getting tired of me, I would hope. I don't know how to make myself more annoying to you. How can I make this more, more uh, burdensome to you? Because it's a burden to the taxpayer. Everything that's going on here is a burden to us. I got to talk to Mark Drews about my water bill, but we can we can spend money on parks and beautification like there's just no end to tomorrow. It's not. I'm not opposed to what you're going to do with the money. I don't care how much money you steal, appropriate, call it whatever you want. I don't care. As long as we're willing to empower you this way, 
I expect you to do worse. No curiosity. I have the utmost confidence that you can find ways to be more annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, and just out of curiosity, your proposal is that we have 21 council members, right? I'm just, I'm sure I'm going to regret this. The Constitution of the United States says that representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several places according to their respective numbers. I don't propose that we have 21 members. A bunch, though. Ah, It would be up to the people of Jefferson Parish to determine how that would work out. A Republican form of government, and and trust me, it wouldn't be 21 of you council members. Mm -hmm. It'd be 21 citizens behaving as civic duty, doing a civic duty. Right? And that only, all that does is accommodate the 21 designated places by the census for the purposes of apportionment and redistricting i didn't make this up the census did and actually to be honest it's 22 including the unincorporated non-designated place i am pretty sure the citizens of jefferson parish maybe we'll poll it um just as a as a curiosity if they would like 22 of us um up here and on behalf of mr drews let me just say we spoke earlier in this meeting about how responsive our departments are and our water departments. So the beauty is, as a citizen of Jefferson Parish, when you call about your water bill, you're going to get a call back. You're going to get an answer. You're going to get an employee working on it. So, again, um, the 75% of folks that told us they are happy with life in Jefferson Parish, that's who we're working for every day to make sure they continue to feel that way. 75% of middle C. It was 90-plus when I moved here in 96. You can move anytime. Here's, You're um, discontent. Uh, I'm a Jeffersonian Republican. Find myself in the parish name for Thomas Jefferson. I'll, I'll be staying, and I'll, I'll be seeing this through. The, the deal with 21 people, isn't, isn't, that's not up for debate. I didn't write the Constitution. And trust me, I've already polled the people. Nobody has a problem paying 21 people, especially if we could pay them 2300 a month like T- St. Tammany pays their council members. Instead, we're paying you half of what a judge gets paid. You just got to raise to 75% what a district court judge gets paid. This defies the Constitution of the United States fundamentally. The 27th Amendment, are you familiar with the 27th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States? I was just trying to find out when, uh, you know, when you were going to be content and if it's when we get 22 council members. Oh, that I, yeah. The parish of Jefferson can reduce the designated places. Yeah, before Thank we get you. off we the could, rails, we can reduce the designated places. We could figure we'll, this out and have fewer. We'll go ahead and move I on. There's 14 members to a council in St. Tammany. They pay themselves $2,300 a month. I think, we'll, I think we can do better. I think we'll all agree that seven of us is enough. I don't think, I don't think there'd be any argument from us that seven is enough. Um, okay, anyone else in opposition? Madam Clerk, note that one appeared in opposition. Councilman Template. I move. Any objections to the approval of summary number 26222 on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, resolutions and motions from the floor. Madam Clerk, please call the roll. Councilman Template. I have one. Yes, sir. A resolution in support of Jefferson Parish economic development in Port District's JETCO's pursuit of $2 million in federal grant funds through the Economic Development Authority disaster supplemental application to fund the design, engineering, and construction of a food and beverage business incubator facility on the West Bank of Jefferson Parish in the Church Hill Technology and Business Park in Avondale and stating the Jefferson Parish Council commitment to examine one or more available funding sources in order to identify a total of $1,500,000 to commit towards JETCO's incubator project if the EDA disaster supplemental grant is awarded. Any objections to that resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so we now open the public hearing on that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. 
Hmm. I pose Jedco on the fact that they're unaccountable. Madam Clerk, note that one appeared in opposition. Councilman Templet. I move. <laughs> Any objections to the adoption of that resolution? Brought forward in motion by Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Impostato. Yes, sir. A resolution approving the articles of incorporation of Lafanier Park Area Development Corporation, a public benefit corporation operating within the jurisdiction of Jefferson Parish, particularly Lafanier Park and surrounding areas identified in Exhibit A attached hereto. Any objections to the resolution being brought from the floor? I have my own. I had emailed yesterday asking to... And, and, I, and, I understand. and I just wanted to make clear that I'm bringing this forward and intend to put it on the regular agenda next meeting. If there's any issues anybody's got, please come to me. I intend to move forward at the next meeting. I don't want there to be any any questions about, you know, I didn't have time to look at this or anything like that. So uh, we'd like to bring this from the uh, on the regular agenda next meeting. So thank you. So. Well, it doesn't come from the floor. Either. They just moved to the next so one. They just moved to the next okay. one. <clears throat> Councilwoman Van Rankin. If you could read them. Yes, ma'am. A resolution granting RD Entertainment LLC doing business as Big Easy Cigars permission to conduct a weekend with Panda Master Blender on Thursday, December 7th, 2023 through Saturday, December 9th, 2023 from 10 a.m. until 11.59 p.m. and to provide for related matters. <coughs> Sounds like we need to know more about a weekend with Panda Master Blender. Any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, we now open the public hearing on that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Councilwoman Van Vranken. Move for approval. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution brought forward in motion by Councilwoman Van Vranken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Amending resolution number 142811, adopted on September 27, 2023, granting permission to First T G and O, giving permission to sell beer, liquor, and wine at Nolan Night Market at the Bonneville Boat Launch on Saturday, November 11, 2023, from 3 p.m. until 10 p.m., and to provide for related matters. Any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so we now open the public hearing on that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one appeared. Councilwoman Van Vranken. Move for approval. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution brought forward in motion by Councilwoman Van Vranken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Edwards. Yes, sir. A resolution selecting all qualified individuals and or firms interested in providing legal services for the parish in the fields in which they submitted. Any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, we now open the public hearing. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one appeared. Councilman Edwards. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution brought forward in motion by Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Bonanno. I have one, Madam Clerk. Please read it for me. Yes, sir. A resolution granting permission to St. Matthews the Apostle to conduct a holiday market on Saturday, November 18, 2023, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., allowing the serving of beverages, wine, and food to allow DJ amplified music to allow outdoor cooking and to erect 46 canopies and 69 craft booths in connection with the cook-off waiving all Jefferson Parish taxes in connection therewith provided that a permit is obtained. Any objections to that resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, we now open a public hearing on that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. 
Madam Clerk, note that no one appeared. Councilman Bonanno? Move for approval. Any objections to the approval of that uh, resolution? Brought forward in motion by Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Lee? I have two. Yes, sir. A resolution approving the addition of subcontractors to architectural and engineering services, contract number 55-21354 between the Powers of Jefferson and Manning APC for providing professional architectural and engineering services on an as-needed basis for architectural type projects located throughout Jefferson Parish for a total not to exceed annual fee of $500,000. Any objections to that resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, we now open the public hearing on that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one appeared. Councilman Bonanno? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm moved. Councilman Lee. My bad. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution brought forward in motion by Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. A resolution approving a third amendment to the Corroborative Endeavor Agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and the Martin Luther King Jr. Task Force Incorporated, which provides for the 2023 Martin Luther King Jr. Cultural Celebration to amend the agreement, allow any unexpended funds to be used towards the 2024 Martin Luther King Jr. Parade, Banquet, and Educational and Cultural Celebrations to provide additional funding at a cost not to exceed $61,000 for the 2024 Martin Luther King Jr. Parade, Banquet, and Educational and Cultural Celebrations, thereby increasing the maximum amount of the agreement from $105,000 to $166,000 and to extend the term of the agreement for one additional year through December 6, 2024. Any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so now open the public hearing on that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one appeared. Councilman Lee? I move. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution? Brought forward in motion by Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Walker? I have none. And I've completed the roll. Thank you, Madam Clerk. That takes us to Consent Agenda 1. And Councilman Template, your motion on the in-global adoption of Consent Agenda 1? I move. Any objection to the in-global adoption of Consent Agenda items 32 through 75 on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. That takes us to item number 76, please, Madam Clerk. And Consent Agenda 2. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms established under resolution number 139892 adopted on June 29, 2022 for routine engineering services which cost under $500,000 for water projects which services will be required to perform design bidding and construction, administration services for waterline improvements in City of Kenner along Airport Access Road, 26th Street to 21st Street, Council District 4. Councilman Impostato, your selection? Sure. Uh, I move to select the following. Prime contractor Ardura, A-R-D-U-R-R-A, with subcontractor Meyer Engineering uh, at a 60-40 split, surveying to be done by Brian Hammond and Associates, and Geotech to be done by Beta. All right, let's see if I got all that to repeat it. Any objections to the selection of the prime is Ordora. The sub is Meyer Engineering with a 60-40 split. Surveying by um, Brian Hammett. Brian Hammett Associates and then Geotech by Beta. That's right? Yes. Uh, on motion of Councilman Impostato, seconded by Councilman Walker. 
hearing none, so ordered. Item 77, please. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms established under resolution number 139892 adopted on June 29, 2022 for routine engineering services which cost under $500,000 for water projects which services will be required to perform design, bidding, and construction administration services for waterline improvements in the city of Kenner along Airport Access Road, 21st Street to 14th Street, Council District 4. Councilman Pistato, your selections. Motion to select as follows. Prime contractor WSP, 60%. Subcontractor Shred Kirkendall, 40%. Surveying to be done by BFM and testing to be done by Gulf South. The prime, WSP, 60%. The sub, Shred Kirkendall, 40%. Surveyor BFM. And the last one again, please. Geotech to be testing to be done by Gulf South. Geotesting Gulf South. Those on motion of Councilman Impostato, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Number 78, please. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms established under resolution number 139892, adopted on June 29, 2022, for routine engineering services, which cost under $500,000 for water projects, which services will be required to perform design, bidding, and construction administration services for waterline improvements in City of Kenner along Airport Access Road, 10th Street and Oxley Street, 14th Street to Airline Drive, Council District 4. Councilman Pistato, your selections. Motion to select as follows. Prime contractor Hartman Engineering, 60%. Subcontractor ECM Consultants at 40%. Surveying to be done by BFM and Geotech to be done by Gulf South. <coughs> Any objections to the selection of Hartman at 60% as the prime, ECM 40% as the sub, Surveyor BFM and Geotech Gulf South. A motion of Councilman Pistato, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 79, please. A resolution amending resolution number 140676, adopted on October 26, 2022, to provide an additional extension of the approved preliminary plat of subdivision of lots P-1B-1-B, P-1D, P-4-A, and P-5, Elmwood Subdivision, Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, into lots P-4-A, P-5-B, and lots 1 through 153, Rising Oak Subdivision and, and Dedication of Live Oak Drive, Rising Oak Drive, Penn Oak Avenue, Water Oak Avenue, Laurel Oak Drive, Red Oak Drive, and Willow Oak Drive, in accordance with the plan by Derek J. Murphy, dated February 8, 2022, which lots are owned by Noah So Incorporated, has requested on the Planning Department docket number WS-109-21, Council District 1. Councilman Edwards, your motion? Approved. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 80, please. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms established under resolution number 139780, adopted June 15, 2022, for routine engineering services for sewage projects, which services will be required for professional and supplemental services for the East Bank wastewater treatment plant process and odor control improvements. Council District 2. Councilman Bonanno, your selection. I'm going to move on Shred Kirkendall. Madam Clerk, do you know how to spell that? Okay. Just checking. Any objections to the selection of Shred Kirkendall? A motion of Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. 
All right, Madam Clerk, um, on request of Councilman Lee, we're going to defer items 81, 82, and 83 to the December 6th meeting. Is there any objection to the deferral of items 81, 82, and 83 on motion of Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Those are deferred to December 26th. That takes us to December. I'm sorry, what did I say? Yeah, December 6th is what I meant. Yeah. December 6th. We're not going to be here on the 26th. Um, number 80, that takes us to um, takes to consent agenda items 84 through 144, Councilman Template, uh, with the deferral of item 131. So 84 through 144 with the, de the deferral of item 131 to December 6th. Your motion on those, Councilman Template? I'll move. Any objection to the in-global adoption of items 84 through 144 minus 131, which will be deferred to December 6th. A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Takes us to item 145 in the addendum agenda, please. And that's back to me. Sorry about that. Uh, Councilman Temple, your motion on the in-global adoption of addendum agenda items 1 through 17 and 8 and 9, which will be amended. I move. Any objections to the adoption of addendum agenda items 1 through 17 minus 8 and 9, which will be amended. A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none so ordered, let's go to agenda item number 8, please, with amendments. A resolution approving a corroborative endeavor agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and the Office of the Constable for the Jefferson Parish Fifth Justice Court for the purchase of a vehicle for the use and assistance in the operations and duties of the said Constable's Office and in addition to assist the Parish of Jefferson in the reporting and enforcement of code violations so as to address areas of public concern and support the overall reduction of blight within the jurisdiction of the Fifth Justice Court at a cost not to exceed 36000 and the amendments are in the preamble to change the $36,000 to $48,000 and the fifth whereas to change the $36,000 to $48,000 in section one to change $36,000 to $48,000 and in section two to remove $12,000 from each account to $16,000 from each account and that's all the amendments I have to read. Any objections to those amendments being brought from the floor? Hearing none, Councilwoman Van Franken, your motion. On behalf of Councilman Impostato, Councilman Bonanno, and myself, we will move for approval. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilwoman Van Branken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 9 with amendments, please. A resolution approving the project development agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and the Louisiana Stadium and Exposition District to provide for the design, renovation, and construction of improvements to the existing baseball stadium on Airline Highway known as the Shrine on Airline at a cost not to exceed $15 million and to provide for related matters. And the amendment is to attach the agreement. And that's all the amendments I have. Any objection to the amendments being brought from the floor? Hearing none, Councilman Bonanno. Council Chairman, I would like to um, make this a joint motion on behalf of the entire council and thank all my colleagues for contributing funds towards this project. You know, it's our hope that when this is completed, the new, we won't have to call it Zephyr Stadium, the new Shrine on Airlines can be a, a completely remodeled and changed into a sports and entertainment venue that will be a stimulus for our economy and a good place for families to go. Hopefully a shrine that is worthy of the name. Absolutely. Because it certainly has not been for a number of years. No, it has not. That will change before too long. Thank you, Councilman Bonanno, and your your motion? Joint motion on behalf of the town. 
Any objection to the adoption of that resolution on joint motion of the entire council? Uh, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Number 146, please. Jefferson Parish Special Districts, Madam Clerk. And I have a notation that 146 will be canceled. Councilman Lee, your motion on the cancellation of 146. I move. Any objections to the cancellation of item 146? A motion of Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, now, as we get to item number 40, uh, 147, I'd like to invite uh, Mark Drews, the Director of Public Works, up for a uh, presentation that he's prepared on fee increases that will be coming in 2024, and it will cover a number of topics, and that uh, at least one of those topics involves number 147, which is the recycling program at Jefferson Parish. Hi. Uh, we're going to discuss again uh, in 2024, obviously, the uh, utility bill, as we call it, although it's not just a utility bill. It's very important to note that, as you can see on the screen, that bill covers water, sewer, garbage service, recycling, mosquito control. It has a recreation service fee and a, a Louisiana Department of Health and Hospitals fee. You can also see, again, uh, basically water uh, is, is basically handled by most of the parish. Uh, we handle the water. Uh, unincorporated Jefferson Parish, the only uh, municipalities that we do not handle water, so these rate increases will not, you know, affect them, is the town of Gretna. Gretna actually has their own water system. We do supply water to uh, West Wego. Uh, but West Wego has their own rate system in place. Uh, when we go to sewer, uh, it's a smaller footprint. It's basically unincorporated Jefferson Parish in the town of Jean Lafitte uh, and just the Timberlane subdivision of Gretna. And with garbage, uh, again, a smaller footprint. It's the unincorporated Jefferson Parish and the town of Jean Lafitte. So when we're talking about these rate increases, you have a, you know, an idea of, of who is actually affected by the parish's increases. Uh, this is just kind of an explanation that's important for people because you see that bill, it's issued by the water department, so people say it's the water bill, but in actuality you can see that the blue is the water, which is less than a quarter of what you're going to see on your bill. Uh, the green is sewer, which again is less than a quarter, just slightly less than a quarter. Uh, the largest fee actually, which is over a third, is the purple, which is actually your garbage collection uh, bill. And in red, uh, an important note, that the parish bills every other month. So when you get that bill, it's a two-month bill. So if you want to compare, you know, to say what your monthly electric bill is, your monthly gas bill, et cetera, you need to divide that bill in half. So here we are going for... Uh, the rate increases uh, that are going to happen this year. Uh, so you can see if you look in the 20, the first column is what we pay in 2023. That's for an average customer. Our average customer uses 6,200 gallons per month. So if you look to the second to last column, that's the increase. So you're going to see for the water increase, uh, basically that portion of the bill, it's just under $4 this year. And that's from the rate increase was passed in 2021, a 20-year increase so that we can address our infrastructure in uh, issues. 
that increase started in 2022, so now we're in 2024. So you'll be seeing that that average water bill is going to go up just under $4 a month, where your sewer is going to go up a little over $4 a month. Uh, your garbage, uh, we have a new contract in place that starts on January 1st. Let me ask a question real fast if I can interrupt you. You, you just said the water bills will go roughly go, go up $4 a month. You were talking about the, the, the two-month collection or a month? No, just one month. This is a month. This is a monthly analysis. Right. Okay, so yeah, two, it will actually be about $8 if you're going to okay. look at your bill. So this is monthly. So I believe it's 535. Your garbage is going to go up. Uh, recycling has not been decided yet, uh, and that's what this uh, agenda item is about. So you could see another increase of basically, I think it's 449 to 747 on your bill. Uh, the other uh, increases are very minor. So you can basically see that I believe your, your bill is going up roughly $13 a month, uh, which would be $26 you would see uh, on your bill. This just dictates because, look, there's a significant part of the population that uses over that 6,200 gallons uh, per minute. So your bill for water and sewer is going to go up if you, you know, use more than the average. Uh, in red, you can see the increase in cost per 1,000 gallons. It's roughly $13 per every 1,000 gallons you use over 6,200. Uh, so, you know, especially this summer, we've had uh, a drought, uh, so there's been a lot of higher usage. So you can kind of see how that's going to affect uh, your bill because when you use extra water, you're not just charged for water, you're charged for sewer as well. But again, it's important to remember that we have a third of our people who use that minimum amount, 3,000 gallons or less per month, uh, and this gives our you know, elderly or people on a fixed budget the ability to manage their water so that they can minimize their bill. Uh, you can see that uh, if you go to the second to last column, it's roughly just around over a dollar that you're going to be increased for water and sewer per month. Uh, so you can see at the, the bottom, I believe the, the rate increase is just over $7 per month for that one-third of the population that uses that minimum amount of water. So with that giving you an idea of what the increases will be for 2024, it's also important to take a look at where we stand. Uh, so you can see that our water bills uh, with regard to our neighbor in Orleans, okay, uh, easily, you know, they're outpacing us more than, more than twice uh, what we pay for water. Uh, that's the best comp for us because they have about the same population as us, but they have that same poor soil conditions that we have to deal with. Uh, but you can see we're still under Baton Rouge, similar in population, but much better soil conditions. Then we go to sewer, it's even a more drastic uh, what the uh, rates are. You can see our 2024 rates are roughly just one-fourth of what you'll be paying this year in Orleans and roughly half of what you're paying in Baton Rouge uh, this year. So that's even after our increase for 2024. And then finally, uh, garbage uh, collection. Uh, you can see that the parish uh, has roughly, what is it, $25, I believe, for uh, our garbage collection. If you add the recycling, depending on the proposals we have, which range from four, uh, I believe 449 to 747, we're in the $32 range, which is still less than what Baton Rouge has for comparable service, uh, which is twice weekly pickup of garbage and once weekly recycling. Looking at Orleans, it's 
only $24, but that's only once a week pickup and recycling. So you can see we're still, you know, with respect to uh, the other comparable municipalities, we're still providing the services at a lower cost. And that basically uh, wraps it up. Mr. Drews, I think it, thank you for the presentation. I think it was important to do this, and we asked you to do this because there will be sticker shock for some people because we haven't had a garbage fee increase in quite some time. So not only is the garbage fee going up with a new garbage contractor that starts in January, but recycling has been included in that fee for a number of years, and now it will be separate and pulled apart. And what we have to decide is how we continue the recycling program in Jefferson Parish, what it looks like, does it continue, and what the stomach is for the people of Jefferson Parish to absorb that fee and at what uh, degree they will absorb that fee. Um, so if anybody else has any questions, Councilwoman Van Franken, I know this is the opportunity. We've got representatives from both uh, companies who bid from Romelli and from Waste Connection, so they're here to answer questions as well. Um, I wanted to ask about, uh, we've had a lot of people calling about water bills and increased um, water bills. Is there still the option for any homeowner or business to have a garden meter so that you have a separate meter for your lawn care so that when it's drought conditions like we've had and you're sprinkling your lawn or watering your lawn, irrigating your lawn, you won't also be paying those sewer fees if you have a garden meter, correct? Yes, that's still that option is still available. Okay, so any homeowner could ask to have a garden meter established at that home and then at least those outdoor uses where we don't have to treat the water because it goes into the ground, um, you'd get a better rate ultimately if you do that. Yes, there's, okay. again, it depends on how much water you use, but it could certainly be beneficial to a number of people. Okay, thank you. Councilman Bonanno? Some statistical questions for you, Mr. Drews, about curbside recycling. Um, you know, I, I was the director of the department that started curbside recycling 25 years ago, so I understand a little bit about it. So on a daily basis, how many of our citizens actually participate by putting out a recycling bin? Uh, I believe recycling, it, it's only about 30 to 35 percent okay. that but, actually actively participate in the recycling. So we currently charge 100% of the people, but only 30 35% participate. Is that correct? Yes. And then of the total volume of the waste going into the garbage landfill, 100% of the waste, how much of it are we actually diverting through curbside recycling? Uh, based on the computations for the past year, it's, it's roughly 1%. 1%. So answer my question. Have we given any consideration instead of charging 100% of the people for curbside recycling to negotiating a contract with one of the vendors for a voluntary prescription service where you pay if you want to pay, but those that don't want curbside recycling don't have to pay. Uh, it's something we could look into. Basically, when we put the RFP out, we asked for some innovative concepts, which mm -hmm. that could be one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, we, we, we just had two bidders, and, and neither one of them actually had an innovative concepts such as that. So uh, at this point, uh, we only have the ability to either proceed with the normal recycling or we would literally have to look into probably creating an RFP specifically for something like that. And as you can understand, this is a difficult proposition for all of us in these difficult financial times, especially those on fixed incomes. The food, cost of food, gas, insurance is way up. We had to add to it, you know, our bills to be able to keep our infrastructure, water and sewer infrastructure up to date. So this is going to be a difficult decision for all of us to make at the next meeting. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you, Mr. Drews. We appreciate the presentation. Uh, can we make that through the Public Information Office available on, on our website, that presentation, so it can be 
looked up antibody after the meeting, and we can all share it as well. So um, I believe there is a desire to defer this item so we can get feedback over the next couple of weeks on the recycling issue in Jefferson Parish and where it goes from here. So um, we'll distribute as much information as we can on our social media. You can find it on the website. And I think we all invite feedback at our offices as well to let us know what you think about this and where recycling should go in the future in Jefferson Parish, because it is a big decision. It's going to look very different than it looked over the past several years in Jefferson Parish. One proposal includes keeping the green bins we have. Uh, one proposal includes bigger green carts. Uh, they both could include that. So we have to look at every aspect of recycling in Jefferson Parish and where we go. Um, so on that note, Councilman Template, um, your motion on the deferral of item 147. I move. Any objection to the deferral of item 147 to December 6th? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 148, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution approving a local services agreement between Fire Protection District Number 3 of the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, and East Bank Consolidated Special Service Fire Protection District of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, regarding the provisions of fire protection services within a portion of Fire Protection District Number 3 of the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana. Councilman Template, your motion? I move. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, no new, new business to report, no status reports. So now we'll go to persons appearing before the council on special subject matters. We don't have an executive session. Yeah, we do. Let's hit it afterwards. Okay. We'd like to appear on a, a, how many people want to speak right now? How many people are planning to come up to speak? <laughs> okay, why don't, we, why don't we hold this till after executive session? It's not going to be a long executive session, but it's going to push us well past 12 if we do it now. So we'll hold that. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> Four minutes instead of three. We'll work on that. Um, so let's go back to the executive session items now, Madam Clerk, and we'll break for executive session a little bit early so we can get back. A resolution authorizing the council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning two workers' compensation claims for Roger McCatherine, CCMSI, claim number 13G57Y228346, CCMSI, claim number 22G57K. 342265 and to provide for related matters. Councilman Template, your motion. <laughs> Any objections to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 9, please. Authorizing the Council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning a workers' composition claim for Tramika Robert, CCMSI, claim number 20C99J317110, and to provide for related matters. Councilman Template, your motion. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 10. A resolution authorizing the Council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning the lawsuit Timothy Falcon and Jewel Falcon. Okay. Go ahead. Versus the Parish of Jefferson and the Jefferson Parish Council, 24th JDC number 821-019, Division H, 24th JDC number 831-763, Division G, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeal number 22-CA-526, and to provide for related matters. Councilman Lee, your motion on that. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. We're now in executive session.
All right, if everybody wants to grab a seat, we'll continue with the meeting. What little there is left of it. Anyone who would like to appear before the council on special subject matters can do so now. You must uh, submit a request to speak card. Yeah, we do. Have to read our executive session resolutions first. Go ahead, Madam Clerk. Read those executive session resolutions, please. Hit it again. A resolution authorizing a settlement in two workers' compensation claims for Roger McCatherine, CCMSI, claim number 13G57Y228346, and CCMSI, claim number 22G57K342265, and to provide for related matters. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. A resolution authorizing a settlement in a workers' compensation claim for Tramika Robert, CCMSI, claim number 20C99J317110, and to provide for related matters. Any objection to the adoption of that executive session item? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. All right, that's it for that. So now anyone who would like to appear before the council on special subject matters, items not a Appearing on the agenda or addendum agenda can do so now. You must fill out your request to speak card in the back of chambers, hand it up to the clerk at the front. You have three minutes to speak and must give your first and last name for the record, please. Third time's a charm. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Nancy Pearson, 8924 Rensu Drive, River Ridge, River Ridge Community Association. First, and, uh, I'd like to bring up the boiler that will come up next meeting. I hope that you council people take the next month to talk to both sides before you decide what you're going to do with that, including any Louisiana contractors or Louisiana engineers who were involved in that project to find out uh, why they did it without a permit before you decide what you're going to do. And uh, also with those people from the environmental um, area of our community who have concerns about what they're telling you and what they're publishing. Then I would like to talk about the ITEP that we went to the Industry and Commerce Board in Baton Rouge on October 25th, and they approved on their end all 14 ITEP applications in Globo. And so it came back to you. So I understand you all have 30 days to which to respond to them whether you're going to take it up in a hearing or not. It's not on today's agenda. So I don't know if you're going to send them the letter saying you are going to take it up and hear it publicly, or if you're just going to let it go past, and after 30 days it becomes, they get it. So can I get an answer to that before I continue? Will it be coming before the board at our next meeting? I'm not sure if it will be at the next meeting. I don't think any of us know if it will be at the next meeting yet. Um, we but... only had 30 days to respond to them, so has anybody responded to them saying it is going to come up? Or are you just going to let it pass? The reason I say this is because if you don't respond to them in the 30 days, as most of the public doesn't know, but you do, that it automatically gets approved within the 30 days. We've spoken to the school board and we've spoken to the sheriff's office. And hopefully they take it up and 
They've already notified them that they are. You just went through all kinds of things about increases in, in our taxes, more or less, our water bills and all. These companies, um, not multi-million, hundreds of millions of dollars that they're making a year. If this company goes and gets the ITEP in the first year alone, they will save $3.66 million in property taxes. $3.66 million they will save in property taxes just here in Jefferson Parish. We're game for business. We want business in Jefferson Parish. But this, is this a good business? They're not giving back to the community. They're going to sell outside the state. They're going to pollute our neighborhoods with the grain dust, or not the grain dust, I'm sorry, with the fertilizer dust. We were able to do something with the landfill, and it's still a work in progress, but it's proceeding. We don't get that stink every day. If you put a fertilizer plant in a highly populated area, and you have to consider the East Bank, because if the wind's coming from the west, the southwest, or the northwest, it's coming to the East Bank. That's All it's time, got Ms. is Pearson. the river. So please, we want to hear it. And our meeting is Monday night. If you want to hear from the citizens, Monday night at 7 o'clock at St. Matthew's. Checking my watch. Good afternoon. My name is Robert Wallenberg. I'm a resident of River Ridge, 110 Midway Drive. I just wanted to speak in opposition to the permit that will be given or possibly awarded to the uh, uh, fertilizer plant on the uh, chemical complex over on the uh, West Bank. Uh, I've read extensively uh, through articles in the Times-Picayune and other sources that it is going to be a source of uh, things that are not friendly to the human body and not friendly to the, our, our people in general. Um, I moved to River Ridge to try and find a nice, quiet, serene place, and uh, now I find just a mile and a half from me is going to be a, a fertilizer plant that is accordingly going to emit 12.8 tons of nitrogen oxide per year which is a greenhouse gas linked to global warming, would also admit, uh, emit rather, just under 25 tons of particulate matter, including about 10 tons per year of the type small enough to be inhaled deep into the lungs. That does not sound like a, a friendly uh, uh, neighbor that I'd like to have. Uh, that's all I really have to say. Thank you. Um, good afternoon. My name is Lisa Carlin, and I live at 282 Orchard Road in River Ridge. Um, there are these two issues that are going to be coming up that you'll be voting on. Uh, they affect all the residents in Jefferson Parish. They're parish-wide issues, and that's the ITEP for the fertilizer plant and the boiler at Dino Nobel. So for the um, past year, American Plant Food has been promising 100-plus new permanent full-time jobs, paying $100,000 to $120,000 a year. But it's just 13 permanent jobs. 
and it's unclear what they're going to pay. American Plant Foods website says 13 direct positions and 15 contractor positions with a weighted average annual salary of more than $120,000. American Plant Food is seeking an annual tax exemption of $4.57 million and more than $36 million over 10 years. That's $2.81 million in tax exemptions for each job created. Only Texas-based, privately held American plant food would benefit from this project. They would own and operate and profit from this for years to come. The bottom line is that adding 13 jobs in the hazardous chemical industry sector would not be a big economic driver for Jefferson Parish. American plant food should not be exempted from property taxes. We need that revenue for our schools, police, and infrastructure projects. So the second item that you'll be uh, voting on is that Dino Nobel boiler. Um, it concerns me that there will be an increase in toxic air emissions, including those that cause cancer. I disagree with the parish that there is adequate ingress and egress at Cornerstone. Access via one road, and that's single lane uh, River Road, is not sufficient. I mean, it might be sufficient if you had a vegetable stand by River Road, but not for an 800-plus acre chemical plant. First responders need to be able to get in there, and workers need to be able to get out. And, I mean, they just had a huge um, tank rupture about 12 days ago, so things do happen out there. Over seven months, from August of 2022 till February of 2023, Dino Nobel built the boiler without an LDEQ permit, as you're all aware of. They still don't have it. And they also do not have the conditional use approval from the parish yet, but you'll be voting on that. If Dino Nobel is not sufficiently penalized by the parish for building without a permit, there's nothing to stop other companies or even other individuals from building first and worrying about the permits later. A dangerous precedent would be set. The Dino Nobel plant was sold in March for $1.675 billion. So there's probably no amount of monetary penalty that would prevent them or any other big corporation from building without a permit. There needs to be a penalty prohibiting the use of the boiler for some period of time. Jefferson Parish can be an even better place to live, work, and play when industries pay their fair share of property taxes and when industrial expansion occurs without jeopardizing public health and safety. Thank you. Okay, Elizabeth Glass, 509 Helma Boulevard, everything the two ladies said. Plus, I just can't believe it happened. I cannot believe that <laughs> this thing was allowed to be built and no one stopped it and no one is stopping it. Instead, we're having a debate on everything else about it. I mean, I guarantee y'all are going to pass it um, just because this is what this council does. Um, and uh, I want to say something else about elevating the soldier. And my father was a soldier, and uh, he didn't appreciate the elevation that the civilians gave him because he didn't think that killing other people, taking their land away, and such was an honorable job. He was paid to do this, not very well, but he was paid. Heroes are not paid. They do things without being asked. The other thing I have concern with is when a citizen comes up here to talk to people up here, that once they sit down, they get laughed at, or they get talked about, or they get brought back up with some silly thing. It's embarrassing. We're adults. We don't need to do that to each other. And I've heard it. I watch you all on these video things. 
and you do it repeatedly to the same individuals. And you should check yourself on that. Being a nanny, I feel like I need to let you know you're being watched by others and your respect is getting lost when you fuss at a citizen who has a heartfelt issue. And you're up here because you were elected. Okay? Now act like adults. This building was put up without permits. Yet I don't see anyone talking about taking it down. But when my neighbor puts up a balcony because it's on a second floor, you make him take it down because it hadn't gotten a permit. But this guy's a construction worker. But you make him take it down. Okay? Make him take this thing down. Make him pay the penalty of it. You've got to ask first. You can't just wait for forgiveness. All right? Then wipe the crumbs from your lips. Well, good evening. My name is Walter Beach. I'm with EMS Reform. Um, I want to thank the council for your service and also the citizens for coming up here and speaking on uh, and speaking their mind. Um, I have a few things uh, that I, I have concern with is uh, the communication for EMS. In 2014, the sheriff took it over. And since then, there's been a lot of issues no doubt. Um, thank you for giving them the money to upgrade the system. It's working out really, really well. Uh, one thing is concerning is that no units available. Okay, that terminology comes out to the first responders that there are no units available, meaning there's no ambulance available. That's called a lot of problems. Is it true? No, we have mutual aid. There's other ambulance services here functioning so they may be in your backyard and you won't know it. So these, uh, the, just the terminology, no units available, has created some really, really serious issues. And, uh, you know, whoever authorized that verbiage really needs to change it to something else. You know, maybe no primary units available because mutual aid is out there. You, um, you know, you talk talk about mutual aid, there's a lot of mutual aid on I-55. That's what we're discussing. Um, whether other ambulance services there, uh, not sure. But uh, we'll go into that later. Uh, Councilman Bonanno, I wanted to ask you the status of the CPR devices. And Don, thanks for uh, pushing that through also. There it is. We've asked the uh, Chief of Fire Services, Mr. Robertson, to put, to put on a bid for that. Excellent. <laughs> yes, sir, Councilman, they are alpha bid as we speak right now. Okay, so I'll, I'll get with uh, purchasing and find out when we open the bids on those devices. Yeah. Thank you, Councilman, up there who agreed to pay for those devices for the individual departments. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Thank you for your service. 
And uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you for your service. Sonia Adams, I'm at 1213 Homer Boulevard, and I have owned property in this parish since 1965, so I'm very old, but um, I have not been involved. Um, I guess that's a testament to I haven't had a problem in that long. However, I have a major problem, and it doesn't seem to be a process in place to handle that problem. Because I've tried to start at the bottom and go one step at a time. Uh, of course, when I first got a water bill for $977, I was very angry. So I did nothing because we don't want to do it when we're angry. So I waited and I called the water board and they had a meter reader come out. He said there was nothing wrong with the meter. And I called back and they had another meter reader come out because I happened to know somebody who had a one meter reader come out and say everything was fine. And the second meter reader said, no, the meter's defective, we need to change it. So I called again, give them a second chance. No, the meter's fine. Okay. Uh, the next step is, well, I need to talk to the water board. Okay, so I called, I could not, and I know another person, y'all say the water board calls you back, they do not. He had a $900 water bill recently, and nobody ever called him from the water board. So I went to Jennifer Van Reken's office and said, what do I do? I have no doubt that I, tried to find a person, the water board has no representatives you can talk to. There's no office. I find that weird. When I went to open my service, there was an office. Okay. So then the next thing, I'll, somebody in your office said to me, I'll have them call you, which they did. So Miss Washington called me and, um, I told them my problem, that all of a sudden, I went from using 13,000 gallons of water to 98,000 gallons of water, which is maybe a little bit ridiculous. That's your time, ma'am. Can you wrap up quickly, please? Your time expired. Really? But Yes, ma'am. But Councilwoman Van Branken has something for you. If you would stay, I'd like, uh, if we can, Mark, if you would stay as well. I know we've had yourself contact our office, one or two other people. Each scenario is different, but I really do want to make sure that we're able to get some kind of meeting. One gentleman actually filled his pool, and so there was a reason. But yours, we don't know why it would be increased so much. Can you stay um, right after this since you're here? I have a picture. I'll, I'll be glad yeah. to stay. 
day. I've been Please. here since 10 o'clock. You're not the only, yeah. Of a cypress root growing in my mm -hmm. meta. Also, the meta has condensation under the lens, right. but my meta's fine. I know you said that, and someone else contacted us um, saying that the meter was covered with mud. They couldn't have read it recently. So we're hearing some of the same things. I think it's important for our public works director and whoever else the parish president might you know, want in because we're getting some consistency um, in those complaints. And so I do want to just make uh, sure the administration's aware and anything we can do to address that, we'll work together to do. Can I just say quickly that there's no process in place for mediation? There's no process in place. I was not offered, since it's $1,000, to pay my normal water bill plus $50 a month. I was not offered anything. I was not met one inch. Let's go ahead and talk uh, after. I do know the Water Department often works with people to make sure um, they can, um, you know, work on paying a bill that's more than they anticipated. So I'm happy to meet with you after, and I see our Water Director here as well. We'll be done shortly. Thank you, Councilman. So we, we have investigated the account, and we will talk to you afterward to kind of give you all of the facts, and, you know, we can make, a, a, I guess, a good decision on what we want to do moving forward. Thank you. Good afternoon. Brian Miller. Um, I come in tonight because we have discussed this many, many times, and I've waited till after the election because I know it was a, y'all were all busy. Uh, speaking with some of the fire chiefs in the 7th District where we held the, the debate in Bridge City, it was stated that a decision was going to be made today at this council meeting in regards to Station 78. That's what they're putting out. That's why I came today. And again, there was nothing on the agenda. But while y'all want to discuss that, or you're going to bring up something, Chief Robinson, since September 2nd until Monday of this week, that's 66 days. Of those 66 days, 35 of them, that station was again unmanned and unstaffed. I don't, I mean, somebody else can come up here if they wish to add something different to it, but the sign that was put out there that says, if you do not get an answer from the station, please call 911, that's not informing people that station's unmanned. We can take a sign like that and put it in front of any fire station at any time because that truck could be out on a call. Something better than that has to be done. I'm, I'm not here to tell you what has to be done, but something has to be done. And also in it, I believe y'all have had conversations, Chief, in regards to 500,000, because that too subject was brought up that night at the debate. And it, it, that keeps getting pushed further and further back like there's no answer. It, is the district or does the district uh, have a, an additional 500,000, which could help in regards to the manning of that station, or do they not have 500,000 that's left over. And I guess you're going to come up and respond. Councilman, so as you know, we met with yourself in reference to the station. In reference to why that is not today is the chiefs of the 7th district had a couple of other issues that came up. 
and they asked if we would wait to address those all at the same time so that you could come up and Councilman Lee, there was an issue that came up from Live Oak, so we need to speak to him. That's the answer to that. And uh, Mr. Miller knows that, he, and I'm not doubting his, his numbers of how long it's been closed, but that station is covered by Station 70 if, if Station 78 is closed. So I think that we will have that answer for the next council meeting after we wait. Chief Gerard is out of town this, this week, and that's why we couldn't have that meeting. I spoke with Victor LaRocca in reference to the money. Victor has agreed to look at the monies if we can give any more money to the 7th District as soon as the assessment rate is out, correct, Victor? So that answers that question, and he will look at that and get it to the 7th District in reference to if they can get any more monthly allotment. One last question for you before you sit. Part of the discussion from them was that the parish and or the council wanted the five fire chiefs to kind of make a decision on that station. And they've held a meeting, and the five of them voted and agreed that it can be closed down because Bridge City can respond to that area. So if the, the chiefs are agreeing to it, and that's what will, what is the holdup? I mean, what other issues is there? So, uh, Mr. Miller, there is no other issues. That decision has been made, but so that we wouldn't have to come here twice or three times, they wanted to issue, to, to address the other issues, and the, the chiefs know this already, and we will, again, agree that the station is number one, and I agree with that, and then the other issues we addressed, we will address to Councilman Bonanno, if that answers. It answers my question, I'm gonna leave it at this. Then there is a problem, and that's what has to be addressed. That somebody is lying to the people. You saying that the chiefs wanted to address other issues, but when you sit as a citizen and you talk to the chiefs, that's not the answer they're given. So somebody's lying in the transition, and, and that's a problem for the citizens. That's what we're here as firemen and policemen and, and councilmen to do is serve the citizens. Am I right or am I wrong, chief? No, I agree. And I'm not saying y'all lying, but somebody's lying. And I think the issue involves more than just Station 78, as the Chief alluded to. Myself and Councilman Lee represent that area, and there are issues at the other fire stations in that area, and I think he's looking for a global solution to all of those things. And, and, and I appreciate and respect the fact that I'd rather address it all at one time than nitpick it. I heard this, you say that word, and she said consolidation. And, and that's coming. That may happen, but you still have to fix issues before no. you get there. No. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know about that consolidation. Frankie Hires, 509 Homo Boulevard. Um, I've heard a lot about that consolidation and, and the fact that they serve 191000 on the West Bank for $21 million and we spent $40 million for the 248000 on the East Bank gave me cause for pause when it came to uh, recognizing that as a solution. I'm wondering what happened to the ambulance that was supposed to go to feet because uh, I spoke to one of the fire chiefs down there a couple weeks ago. A uh, motorcycle accident occurred, took three hours to get a response. They lacked for that ambulance that was approved months ago, months ago. And it's it hard for me not to think that maybe it has something to do with the fact that we let an ambulance get totaled on Homo Boulevard at the 500 block right in front of my house because we can't figure out that reckless driving is an issue. Perhaps just nobody really cares because it hadn't happened to you. It doesn't happen on your street. I got seven streets, just seven streets. If I had 22 streets, maybe 22 streets, 
You might, have, you might have somebody who lived on HOMA that actually was a representative that could say, hey, Lafitte should have got this ambulance because you let one get broken on my street right there, right? Derek from uh, Lafitte, down Lafitte, is complaining about the fact that we don't have a shrimp dock open for more than two days. How are the shrimpers supposed to make any money in Lafitte? How are they supposed to survive as shrimpers when you can't open the dock for more than two days out of seven? It ain't happening. But District 1 can't address that because they're too busy spending $9 million or $8 million to make a brewery. That's PUA assistance money. That's rental assistance money. That was pandemic relief money. That was supposed to go to citizens directly. But you all stash that all to your own little private discretionary funds and you get to spend it wherever you want to make a brewery or to make a, a, the shrine on the airline better for yourselves. I live off an of airline. I'm happy to see some of these things get done, but the costs outweigh the benefit strictly because you're not a legitimately formed Republican formed body. Too much money in too few hands. I got a confusion of multitudes in the bureaucracy and the administration and a tyranny of few where this pseudo council, pseudo legislative branch of government sits and is empowered. Till the people figure this out, I'm guessing y'all just hunky-dory with it. Five districts, two at large, these are like senators. You can't serve the people. In fact, your, your chiefs of staff are obliged to coordinate and collaborate with the administration. So it's no surprise to me when we get nothing but lip service. Yeah, you'll answer a call. The water bill, 35-minute to hour-long wait on the phone call. Maybe you get a call back. First response, well, you must have a leak. Second response, would you like us to do a reread? And it's all just lip service. None of you are representatives to the people. So while when, when somebody comes in here bleeding heart, elderly, needs some help, yep, you're going to take some time. You're going to explain it to them. Maybe you'll make some concessions to them. But the thousands of people, the hundreds of people that doors I knocked on where they, they, they have the same problem with the bills being inflated, mine's up at 8,000 gallons. I've never used more than three, or four, three to 5,000 gallons. There's only two people in my house, and I don't even shower every day. That's Figure fine. this out. Tanya and Tony down in Baratieri deserve a representative. If we paid you like civil servants, like public servants, we wouldn't have to worry about this malfeasance. Anyone else? All right, thank you. Madam Clerk, please read the ordinances for introduction and summary. Okay, the first two I'm going to read are going to require a unanimous vote. An ordinance amending the bylaws of the Jefferson Parish Economic Development in Port District, JETCO, that were adopted on January 14, 1988, and amended several times over a 35-year period, with the last amendments occurring on August 31, 2023, and other related matters. Any objection to that ordinance being read into summary? A motion of Councilman Templet, second, well, a motion of Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. An ordinance amending Section 6-75 of Chapter 6, Article 5 of the Jefferson Parish Code of Ordinances relative to Carnival, Mardi Gras, and other parades and providing for related matters. Any objections to that ordinance being read into summary? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. An ordinance submitted under docket number WS-131-22 approving the preliminary and final plat of subdivision of lot Y-2-B Bell Plantation subdivision, the dedication of a servitude 
for a utility servitude and approving and accepting the final plat of said subdivision with a cooperative parking agreement. An ordinance amending the official zoning map of lot A-4 Oakdale subdivision section B form block 5 located at 1301 Whitney Avenue more particularly amending the zoning classification from R-2 under docket number WZ-18-23. An ordinance amending the official zoning map of lot 16-33 square A lots 2 through 4 square C lots 1 through 13 square D and lot part 34 square A lots 16 through 45 square B lots 5 through 50 square C lots 14 through 50 square D preliminary approved lots 35 through 37 square A lots 5A through 60A square C lots 14A through 26A square D lots 1 through 41 square E lots 1 through 45 and parcel C square F water oak subdivision located at 8740 Live Oak Boulevard more particularly amending the zoning classification from R2 to R1A under Docket number WZ-14-23. An ordinance submitted under docket number SP-66-23 requested variances to the sign regulations for Old Navy located at 1500 West Bank Expressway on lot W-2A Hunt Food and Wesson Oil Snowdrift Company property. An ordinance submitted under docket number SP-77-23 approving a requested variance to the sign requirements for Bath and Body Works located at 8847 Veterans Memorial Boulevard on lot 7-A Highway Park subdivision. An ordinance submitted under docket number SP-16-23 approving requested variances to the setback clear vision area and landscape buffer requirements for filling stations of the BC-2 Business Core District and for variances to the landscape requirements for a Chevron filling station on Lot A, Square 39, Unit 2, Section A of Pontchartrain Garden Subdivision. An ordinance under CU-1-23 amending the special permitted use approved under number FL-4-17 ordinance 25500 to construct a new boiler for Dino Noble at the Cornerstone site located at 10800 River Road on lot 1-A Cornerstone subdivision. An ordinance revoking and declaring a portion of unused Homer Street behind 400 Hesper Avenue, Metairie no longer needed for public purposes, authorizing its sale to the adjudicated property owners and to provide for related matters. An ordinance to amend the Jefferson Parish Code of Ordinances, Chapter 2, Article 2, Division 1, and to provide for related matters. An ordinance amending the 2023 operating budget, an ordinance amending the 2023 capital budget, and that's all the ordinances I have to read. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Any objections to the adoption of the ordinance is read into summary. A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Any objection to the motion to adjourn by all council members present? Hearing none, this meeting is adjourned. Have a great week, everybody.